I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Moser. Lay your weary head to rest. I'm Jake Leinhart. Don't you cry no more. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I cover every single episode of the TV show supernatural and that's right you heard we are joined by the one and only jake lionheart uh friend of the show i think i'm i could say easily chris would you agree yeah with me probably, yeah, yeah jake this I- is fun this is great i've known jake for like three years now this is the first time we're ever speaking so it's really exciting <laughs> yeah great friendship we've uh, built up over the years <laughs> If you uh, if you don't know Jake, uh, you've definitely heard his music listening to this podcast. Anytime that there's a hip hop remix of uh, <laughs> and all of the tunes that have been re- playing recently underneath um, Chris's readings of the Supernatural novels are from, from Jake as well. He did a, yeah. a, a whole Supernatural themed, uh, I guess it wasn't an album, it was a mixtape. That's what like I'm looking a b- for. B- beat tape? Yeah, I don't know. Beat what's tape? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Extremely good stuff. Uh, Jake also hosts a podcast oh, or two. <laughs> And raps on the internet about video games and many other things besides. So thank you for joining us, Jake. We really, really appreciate you coming along. Hey, thanks for having me. I mean, uh, uh, this is exciting. I've been like really hype about this. I even wrote my intro. Uh, so if you don't mind me reading that. Um, hi, everyone uh, listening. I'm Jake, longtime listener, first time guest, all around hunk enthusiast. And it's a pleasure to be here today yes. well, it's, it's a pleasure to have you here jake thank, thank you, you for thank writing you. that down i really appreciate that <laughs> yeah you were that automatically makes you the most prepared guest we've ever had so <laughs> that's, that's fuck you dylan yeah. fuck you ian <laughs> hi joan hi audrey i'm not gonna say fuck you because you guys are really really nice so <laughs> yeah i was i was even i was saying before the podcast i was uh gonna write some fanfic but i just didn't have time for it so maybe so, maybe uh next uh feedback episode i'll write some in chris and i or about the boys um, well if i had a time it would be yeah chris walks into the room and jeremy responds hey chris you ready to podcast we need some fan fiction where we write ourselves into yeah. supernatural yeah. like the narcissists we are yeah i know and then chris replies but autumn's in the other room jeremy <laughs> okay, so i don't not, know so i'm like ter- like totally like yeah it's, it's going sorry i'm already getting kicked off the podcast <laughs> we just started <laughs> and that was jake lionheart everybody uh, yeah thank, thank you, you everybody come follow me. yeah <laughs> at jake underscore lionheart please don't hate me <laughs> so if this is uh i'm sorry chris how are you today are you doing okay i'm you know i'm whatever it's same same old bullshit with me you guys okay cool 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 <laughs> I heard that the sun rose in, pro in, in, in your state this week, so like you're feeling you're feeling pretty good about that. Like you, saw. yeah, I saw sunshine for the first time in uh, six months, so um, everything's great now. Extremely good. <laughs> uh, if you guys, uh, if this is your first feedback episode, uh, at the end of every season, we collect letters and comments and prompts from our audience, and we bring on a guest and we talk about our kind of wrap up feelings about the preceding season, and then we also uh, answer all of those questions and comments. And uh, it's kind of just an opportunity for me and Chris to, outside of the context of the episodes, but to talk about the season as a whole, and obviously for our guests to share their experiences as well. So that's what we will be doing. Uh, you'll hear a musical break in the middle of this, and that'll be your cue to uh, get prepared for everybody's questions and everyone's favorite game, Fuck, Mary Hunt, because we have a lot of <laughs> Fuck, Mary Hunts again. <laughs> We've encouraged this too much. I know. It was, we we should have never, we should have just, ne- oh, we should just let Autumn do it. That's the problem. And now, now everyone's getting a little too freaky about it. Uh, um, so let's let's start with you, Jake. Uh, tell us about your sure. history with Supernatural. 
Um, let's see. I remember the first episode, and I know I was dating my my wife at the time because I came to pick her up. We were probably going somewhere, and her dad was going to watch it, and it was kind of like in the door, kind of about to say bye, and he's like, "Hey, have you heard about this new show? The previews look really good." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, so you know, kind of waiting for her to finish getting ready." Um. No, actually, I think she was, but you know, she, she loves her dad, so she's like, let's see what my dad's watching. And so we watch all the way up to uh, the whole fire burning scene on the ceiling. Okay. And uh, oh. yeah, and and understand, like, this is like brand new world premiere. So at the time, like, this was really scary. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was 2005, uh, it was a similar yeah. time. <laughs> so it was a different time. So the graphics and everything looked amazing in real life. And uh, I was raised Catholic, so right when that lady caught on fire, all the Catholic upbringing came out. Like, like, in the name of the Father, the Hijo, Espíritu Santo, I'm like speaking in Spanish and still freaking out. I'm like, no, this is not my type of show because I'm not a, I'm not much of a horror guy. I think I said that on Don't Give Up Skeleton. Like, I, I find it funny that I, I end up watching these like horror stuff, and I'm really like a chicken when it comes to horror stuff. So. I remember that, and then from then it was like no supernatural for a long time until a couple of years ago. Um, a buddy of mine that we used to do a comic book podcast called a uh, Saturday Morning Nerds, Nick V. He was just like kind of like The Simpsons did it, but was supernatural. <laughs> so anytime he talked about anything, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, in this episode of Supernatural, Sam and Dean did this," and I'm like cool thanks nick i don't really care about that and then uh <laughs> and then something else would happen he was like oh yeah this one episode dean was like fighting a werewolf i'm like dude no one cares about dean winchester or whatever so he just kept on talking about this and i think i was like at one point i was like well okay you love it so much it must be good you have some decent you know taste um how many episodes how many episodes is it he's like oh it's like 10 seasons on netflix i'm like i'm never watching this is too many seasons for me to catch up on <laughs> there's 264 and, um, episodes it's a quick day <laughs> yeah i'm like no way and um i think it was just one of those um maybe like a year after that you know when you have that like no like lull in your like netflix queue like you've watched mm-hmm. everything you wanted to watch and i was like you know what screw it let's you know, I'm probably not going to binge through all of this, but let's let's see what Nick's talking about. And so I I put it on, and I think I got all the way to, um, what was it? The last two parter where they're fighting the vampires. Is that right? In season one. In season one, yeah, yeah, they go to the yeah. nest. Uh, they teamed up with John Winchester. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So I got to the first dead part man's of that. blood, I believe it's called. Wow. Yeah, and they get the the, the gun and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he knows his hunks. We, watch out, guys. We have a super fan in the fa- in the frame. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm literally looking at an episode list of every episode, and I still couldn't have told you that. Like, I was, I'm looking at literally the titles for every single episode, and cannot. I've yeah. seen the first like like handful of seasons so many times. It's like it's ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm I'm at that episode when, lo and behold, my friends on uh, the internet uh, started this podcast called Monster of the Week. Hey, Jeremy, and, um, that's awesome. Yeah, that's you guys. And I'm like, what the crap? These guys. And so, like, uh, yeah, I started, like, listening to you guys, and that made me kind of get more into it. And um, I think by, like, season, by the time you guys got to season two and three, because I was already ahead, so I was kind of like, I'm going to listen to the episodes that I liked 
hear, and wanted to hear you guys talk about because <laughs> uh, I was like, no, I'm not going to really listen to talk to the, about like, the spider episode because that was whack. Um, <laughs> bugs, I, bugs is great. I the, love bugs. I I did not like that episode. I'm like, I I don't like bugs, so I'm like, no, I don't want to <laughs> see these guys fighting bugs all day. I think I fast forward through that one, and I fast forwarded through the um. The mo- was it the ghost truck or something like that? The, the racist car? truck. Oh, the racist truck, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> the racist truck. I'm like, no, I don't want to watch a racist truck. <laughs> so, um, and uh, yeah, then I got busy with my podcast and stuff. So I missed like season two and three. But this is the thing. I think you guys say this sometimes um, that you find it weird that maybe people just listen to you guys instead of watching the show. But sometimes it's like more fun to listen to you guys tell us about the show (laughs) and so like for like season four and i think the beginning of season five my whole experience of supernatural was you guys um because i enjoy you guys you guys are are awesome guys and or hunks i should say and so thank you so much much. it was just so much fun listening to you guys either talk crap about or what you loved and it was also cool like when there was an episode you really loved that i would go and watch that episode i'm like okay this is why they love this episode this is why it was good um especially when it came to season five like i'm like okay i'm i think like maybe like a few episodes in, i ended up just watching season five um and that's when i really jump back on and then i really jump back on for season six so it's all brand new for me but yeah listening to you guys talk about it is um just as much as fun as watching actually watching some of the episodes especially like season four and some of the season two and three stuff that i tuned in for um yeah, you guys have a really awesome podcast, and uh, I, I believe that's why it's so oh, successful. Jeez, oh, and, uh, okay. brownos, brownos, suck up, suck up. No, but like, yeah. So you guys, you guys really did like, kind of like, I'm like, all right, I got to check this out. These guys are doing a good job. They're entertaining me and all the rest of us listeners and and patrons and uh, everybody else. So um, yeah, so that's my my experience with them. Well, I'm curious uh, since you weren't watching the show. As religiously as somebody like maybe uh, Chris does, um, I mean I, myself. I, I was out. Uh, I was out. You know, having sex with women like Dean Winchester. Oh, to quote Dean Winchester. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was. I was too busy for both HP uh, Lovecraft and Supernatural. <laughs> to affirm that he is indeed very cool. Yes, extremely cool. <laughs> Everybody, please subscribe to my blog, CoolGamer.tumblr.com. Uh, someone go register that, by the way, before the end of the podcast. Anyway, uh, like, what was it like getting into? Because season five is so fucking great. Uh, like what was it like moving into season six because i think we had we had talked to you uh pretty early on about guesting though mm-hmm. you would you because you like you, you started this show like in the in the green room before we started recording you, uh, <laughs> saying like you had notes and like you actually brought notes for almost every episode which is crazy yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> what um, was it like tell us about going through season six for the first time uh it was interesting like like i think you, everybody's like well i don't want to say everybody but like you guys said like season five was just so epic and like well you know just done so well that like you're kind of like how are they gonna move on from this like, yeah. you know like i don't i don't know it's like hearing one of kanye's better albums and you're like how is he gonna move on from from this <laughs> yeah. like you know what i mean i'm like i i liked a college dropout so what comes after college dropout yeah, um, how do you go from college dropout to heartbreaks and 808 come on kanye so yeah I, I was feeling that way and Overall, I kind of have to agree with you guys where the first half of season six was really good. And then um, the second half, yeah, kind of like, I guess, started showing some of its cracks and stuff. Um, The thing with it, though, is just like, even though I feel like we're kind of comparing it to how good season five was, 
so I can't help but feel like, am it's I kind hard not of, to. yeah, you know what I'm saying? So like, I kind of feel like, am I judging it too harshly? And then some episodes you're like, no, okay, this is kind of really bad. Um, <laughs> but I, the thing that I loved about it is there's at least in every episode, there's something to like, or something they did really well. Like, especially during yeah. the second half, their cold opens for the most part were really well done. And you're like, holy crap, this episode is going to be fire. And then by the end, you're like, okay, maybe it was like lukewarm. <laughs> but, um, like, I, I, I think a lot of them, my notes, I even have like, holy crap, that freaking beginning and stuff like that. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to not compare it to season five, but like, I mean, how, for me, I, lo- I love Supernatural, obviously. It's my favorite show, but like the season five finale, especially, it's one of my favorite episodes of TV. The, I mean, at least thematically, the way that it all pays off from mm-hmm. episode one of season one to the end of season five. And when, in my opinion, when you nail it that hard, like an ending, you stick the landing on an ending that hard. I don't know how you continue on mm-hmm. the idea of having to then be like, okay, we basically got to write a sequel now. But, <laughs> you know, you can't have it be that it's, as we've talked about before, it would be fun maybe if they were just doing Monster of the Week stuff, hunting monsters and, and, and ghosts and whatever. Um, but like, how do you go from stopping the apocalypse to then whatever else? Yeah. And so I get that they kind of tried to dial it back a lot at the beginning and that was what gave the season six kind of like a weird different vibe. And then as they like build it, it just got more convoluted and like <laughs> sloppier all over the place. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, they screwed themselves by making season five so damn good. <laughs> yeah. That's what it honestly feels like. In the change of like creative control, right? Like the just having, yeah, true. Um, you know, Eric Creepy be like, okay, peace out. Um, I'm going to go do something else for a while. Whereas he was one of the, you know, the biggest driving forces of that show up to that point. And then having mm-hmm. Sarah Gamble, who's a completely competent, who's, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of the stuff that she's done that I'm really into. Like I'm, me and Jake are both watching The Magicians right now. And that's her name yeah. is all over that show. So, um, Although the magicians is a weird show to compare it to actually see this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just completely different. Yeah. yeah. Um but it's 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 just kind of fascinating that they they really tried and I kinda as often as we do on this podcast when we when we talk about it in depth, like I come out liking it more than I did going in and like I kind of respect them for trying all the different stuff. Like it didn't work. Yeah. Like it didn't come to fruition as 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 well as it could have. But I'm still kinda into it. Like I still like a lot of the ideas that they have there. Uh, that's the thing that like I feel like stops me from ever being like a true critic of supernatural or really anything because if I if I like something enough if I'm if I'm sold on something enough I'm going to find things to like about it and that's season six we had to record a, a podcast about it so like we're a little bit more critical of it um, but like you I ended up I, I coming out super positive on the other side of season six even though like even just last episode and even just now I'm kind of being like yeah it's clearly like not as good as any of the other seasons and it's a mess and it falls apart. But the ideas are there, and the ideas are not executed well, but they're there, and uh, I'm into that. I'm into it as yeah. well. Uh, I I I do wish it was better. <laughs> like I think about Same. I think about <laughs> the like Jake mentioned, like kind of the promise of that of the first half of season six, where you had weird Sam and you didn't quite know what was going on. Like they, they did a really good job building that mystery and they, all of the weird stuff with the alphas. Like I really was into the idea of like, Mm -hmm. we're going to go hunt, not just monsters. We're going to go hunt the monster, like the one that created everything else. Like Like that's Dean's vampire vision, which was like leading up to the, the vampire compound Mm -hmm. where there's these little vampire girls and the, the old man vampire, the alpha. Mm -hmm. It's just like, they used a lot of interesting imagery, whether or not it was like cheesy horror trope kind of stuff or not. 
they were they were doing interesting things and setting up interesting things and they create the idea of this being like this old haunted mansion full of vampires <laughs> like it's salem's lot or something yeah. uh and then like we don't get to see inside of it because they make dean wait outside <laughs> like, they just they set up these cool things and they never follow through yeah. gwen what's the deal with yeah. gwen she had to wait outside with dean and she's constantly just waiting outside with dean until she dies <laughs> she just got smoked randomly in an episode that doesn't make yeah. any, a whole lot of sense so yeah. dean killed her <laughs> That episode, holy crap! Yeah, that episode is one that had me like everybody yeah, killed Rufus. Why are they the gonna kill Rufus? They killed Rufus, y'all. Like, come on, Rufus is one of the best characters on the show uh, so far. They were like, "Oh no, people are starting to like it. Better get rid of him." <laughs> yeah, especially like when they start dropping all this stuff about him and Bobby. Right? I forgive you. And he gets killed. I'm like, that seems like you could work out some episodes off of that. Like, yeah, that would be cool to see. Like, it's a an interesting dynamic that isn't just two brothers who at the end of the day are still family it's mm-hmm. two dudes who barely even like each other but like there is a bond there and there is something that worth like delving into like that there's some interesting shit there but i guess because they're not uh sweet young hunks <laughs> the viewers probably don't want that kind of thing uh, i wonder what the reception to like I, I mean i know people love bobby but i feel like they're not as big of a draw because they're not like handsome young men See, I'd be curious about that as well. Like, I'm always fascinated with the kind of feedback that these shows get and then what feedback gets to the actual creators and how that would influence their mm-hmm. decision. Like, ideally, I would I would imagine that they try to stay away from some of that stuff. Um, but at the same time, they are, you know, it's not just, it's not pure art, right? Like, it, it is a commercial product that they're trying to sell. So you right. have to pay attention to some of that stuff. Like, it's, it's kind of a weird divide in, you know, your creative work versus your, you know, I, I want to put food on my table kind of thing. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if they've heard that before, like, oh, that that, that old black guy is getting too much screen time. Bring back the, the, the hunks, please. Or, you know, there's too many chicks yeah. on the show now, which, I mean, I can't imagine anybody literally ever saying that, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, season one, it's like, um, it's Monster of the Week style episodes, but it's also like, like, Pretty Girl of the Week. Like, every yeah. single time they're just, like, mm-hmm. meeting some chick who one of them is gonna like flirt with and like maybe hug or smooch on the cheek or something like every episode there was something like that and and then they just they, they dropped that yeah we had to get our, i think uh, the demographic changed our, i think that's a big part of it too. our weekly scream in right like we had to get our weekly scream in, yeah which yeah. i, I was, I'll yeah. always appreciate when they do the horror movie screen with these these chicks mm-hmm. like that that's always fun or sometimes it's a dude too like you know everyone's everyone's welcome to do a horror movie screen <laughs> yeah Jake, what did you think about the kind of eventual stuff that happens? Like, like focusing on Sam for a little bit because Sam has a kind of a weird arc in this season. Like, where did you? Because obviously, me and Chris are evenly divided between our love for Sam and, and Dean. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, number one, which one do you prefer? Number two, what do you think uh, about Sam's kind of character development throughout season six? Um, I I don't know. I feel like I'm. Uh, can I use this word? Torn. <laughs> <Not it. laughs> Natalie Priglio uh, just got another doctor. <laughs> yeah, I know. Q, yeah, key song now. Um, yeah, I have like a in my terrible notes. Um, I think kind of talk about Sam in uh, the first three little sets of notes there. Like um, my first one was like the PTSD. So I, I had to drop that because I was <laughs> proud of of how I came up with that. <laughs> so the whole first episode had me like what is going on with Dean and feeling like sad about his day to day and his drinking and, and like, you know, seeing monsters everywhere and stuff like that. And, um, uh, the whole scene where, where yellow eyes came out, like I knew there was like a jump scare, like, you know, it's coming. Yeah. But like the fact that it was yellow eyes, I was like, what the crap is he doing? You know, like, so <laughs> that had me, but then like after that, it's, you get Sam and you're like, 
okay, Sam is weird. This is not Sam. Mm-hmm. Like, right episode one, you're like, this is Sam? Or at first I was like, he's still hallucinating. This is not Sam. And then you're like, this is Sam. What the crap? Like, this is not Sam. And then uh, you, you get to, like, the vampire episode, and you see Sam smirking as the vampire is doing his thing to Dean, and you're like, what the hell, Sam? Like, <laughs> something is not right. And um, then when you get to the truth episode, by the truth episode, I was already like, freaking Sam can freaking drown in diarrhea or something right now. Because I don't Whoa. know what his problem is. <laughs> but like, I was upset. Like, I was like, if he Yuck. wasn't like seven feet tall and buff, I would be like, you want a box? But I, I know like he, he would totally destroy me. But um, yeah, that diarrhea thing, I'm sorry. That was too far. <laughs> but anyways, I was upset with him. I was upset with him. Uh, I was not happy with uh, this this Sam. And um, then when you get to the truth thing and she's like, wait, how is, you know, how is he still lying to me? You're not telling the truth. And then I was just like, what the fuck was happening? What is going on? My dudes. Like, if I could, I would have started podcasting with you guys that moment. Like, if I had you guys on speed dial. <laughs> what was going on? Chris, tell me. Uh, I don't care if you spoil it. And then uh, just at first, when Dean hits him the first couple times. Like, I felt good. I was like, thank you, Dean. Finally, someone expressing how I feel emotionally on Sam's <laughs> face. And then he kept on punching him. And I was like, okay, dial it back, brother. Like, And then kept on punching him. So by the end of that whole thing, like, and I was doing it where I was following you guys, where I was only doing two episodes at a time. And I really wanted to watch that next episode. <laughs> but I was like, no, I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to wait till next week. When Monster of the Week happens. And then I'll be on board with you guys. And, um, but yo, like, after that, like, um, I don't know. Like, I was looking forward to Sam getting his soul back. And then when he did get his soul back. And I want to ask you this. Because I, I think in the last couple episodes, Chris, you mentioned this. How all of a sudden he was wearing, like, baggier clothes yeah (laughs) um i was wondering is that kind of like i don't i have no idea if this is just like a artistic thing a visual thing or if they even planned this but do you think it's kind of like he was wearing the like tighter showing off more muscle because he was like soulless oh i don't care i'm a renegade look at me i'm a beast of a man where so so full sam is like oh i'm like yeah it does feel like they made it like a distinct (laughs) choice like make him a little bit softer like he gets a haircut like right away (laughs) yeah and it looks like kind of like he has this like very obviously i'm obsessed with sam's hair but like for the first half of season six it's like very like sleek male model like yeah it just it just looks like it's like taken care of and then they just like give him like a little trim and it's like a half mullet for when he gets his soul back so it's just like yeah, yeah he's you know he's not he's as like and- he's not as oiled up you know he's yeah. just kind of like relaxing in his sunday pants and it's <laughs> but more than yeah, you know no. what i've been thinking about especially listening to you talk i'm thinking what what is the payoff for C- sam not having a soul yeah that's that's what i'm kind of like and i'm torn to be by the way like i like the way he got stuff done as mm-hmm. soulless sam um but then when you like see like how his soul like hinders him and like i've got i've got to make amends for everything i'm like i mean i guess but at the same time it wasn't really you my dude right. you don't have to like make up for everything <laughs> just like try to be good from now on <laughs> yeah like i'm like that's soulless sam did a lot of work my dude <laughs> like the rest of the seasons are gonna be you just making up for what soulless sam did in like 11 episodes because it was that bad um, it's just like why why have him go soulless so there's a mystery for the first half because i always really liked i like solo sam a lot i love 
Jared Padalecki doing that character because you're just like, oh, this guy fucks. Um, but he, he fucks and kills is what he does. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but it, I guess it, it brings into into perspective the whole soul thing, like the power and of souls mm-hmm. and that and that yeah. sort of thing, um, which comes up more and more as as the season goes on. But other than that, it just creates like a momentary mystery to sort of distract from everything else that's going on. Um, yeah. it allows us, I, I just like him being soulless doesn't serve too, too much of a purpose. Now that I think about it, as much as it's entertaining and it's a good hook for that first half of the season, where does mm-hmm. it go? The only thing yeah, it leads that- to is this kind of weird season finale that we get that we kind of had some issues with. Like when Sam, when the wall finally comes down, like they, when they introduce this concept of souls and purgatory and, you know, him getting his soul back and all of this other stuff, like it just leads to sam's wall coming down which again uh when we talked about it for the episode we said like man this feels like an episode 13 it doesn't feel like an episode 22 or 23 right it doesn't feel like a season finale like all of this stuff feels like we had already dealt with it basically and and i think that's that's one of the main problems of that season is that payoff doesn't really go anywhere until way way too late until literally like watching the the you know carry on my way with sun portion and seeing all of the soulless damn stuff, I was like, oh yeah, I kind of forgot about all, like I didn't forget, but like we hadn't <laughs> yeah. dealt with it in so many episodes. Like it was, oh, I figured that was just, they were just not going to ever return to it. And and that's a bummer because I, I as as the listeners know, I left Soulless Sam. He was my problematic fave for season six and still is. He <laughs> <laughs> just got ever more problematic. Uh, and, really enjoyed the way that he was, you know, capable of dealing with Dean in a way that uh soulful Sam never was. Like I rem- specifically yeah. remembering him telling Dean like, "Okay, like I obviously can't be trusted here, uh so I'm going to rely on you to tell me, you know, what I should and shouldn't shouldn't be thinking," which is something that Sam, soulful Sam would never do, right? Like so- <laughs> soulful Sam would always right. have that that level of independence and even a little bit of fuck you when it comes to uh John Winchester and Dean Winchester. <laughs> right. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I feel like it doesn't really go anywhere is, is the problem. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It, it's, it would be interesting if they used it for more uh, character development or character analysis to look at, um, you know, what a soul is, what it does for a person and, and what Sam is at his core, like the differences between these two versions. But we don't get that. We get a dream sequence where he hunts himself in the woods, which don't get me wrong. I like that sequence, but it they don't. They have this opportunity to 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 look at something a little bit more deeply to to get to the root of a character a little bit more deeply, but they don't really do that. They just throw him on more hunts. They stick him in the Impala and they have him, you know, get knocked out and thrown in a cage sometimes. Or sometimes he's mm-hmm. just uh, loading a shotgun so that he can shoot a ghost. Like they don't really. Uh, and I get that's not the type of show it is. They don't stop the action to necessarily like take deep introspective thought on on one particular character while. Uh, the others would go off and hunt and, do, and and forward the action, but it would have been interesting if they had done a little bit more with what they had. I mean, having a character have no soul and then get it back, like there's, there's a whole hell of a lot you can do with that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it still feels like they didn't, even though they didn't do a lot with it, it feels like they didn't also like spend the time on it. You know what I'm saying? I, I, mm-hmm. It just like it, it, I keep thinking back when uh, and I always go back to the alphas on this um and specifically that alpha vampire like that could have been like a three episode arc of them hunting that dude right like and that yeah, and yeah, like yeah. eventually doing the same thing with the shifter and the, having the shifter baby thing and like it feels like they just they were they were not doing a lot with what they had and then also they weren't 
um, giving the stuff that they did do enough time to develop and to pay off, right. which is a weird combination of things. And I, and I hate to, I hate to Monday morning quarterback stuff like this because there's a whole lot of people involved in a, in, a, in this kind of thing. And I don't want to say like, Oh, well they, they could have easily just blah, 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 blah. Cause it's not nothing you can, are going to do as easily, but man, it's just, it, right, right. it just feels so close. It feels so close to being great. Mm-hmm. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it feels like they were mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. There's so many great ideas. It's just, they don't all fall through. Yeah, I wasn't even going to say, like, the whole um, Alpha Crowley plot twist was kind of cool. Because um, I, I didn't see it coming, and I was like, holy right, crap, right. like, what? Grandpa? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> even though I didn't trust Grandpa from the get-go. I'm like, eh, I know you were Skinner on X-Files, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust you, Grandpa Samuel. Um, but yeah, like you said, like, maybe, like, fleshing that out, even one more episode would have been cool. Because that Alpha dude was actually pretty pretty cool like the way they made him and uh just the way he was calling out the you know dean and stuff like that when he was tied up to that electric chair thingamajig and and so yeah it would have been cool to see that work yeah, out more like they had so many great opportunities to compare uh sam and dean or, or specifically like solo sam to all of these monsters that they hung with which i know is like that's an obvious comparison and they kind of do make mention of things like that but um take an introspective look on that they've always dealt with like hey hunters are we really even the good guys here we go and we kill we're all kind of psychopaths Mm. um but they could have done more with that there i would have liked to have seen more with that and i would have liked more from sam afterwards other than just feeling bad about stuff that he might have done um yeah i mean i guess i'm 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 beating a dead horse with this but i just (laughs) i wish we had more yeah same right uh jake Let's talk about some positive things for a while. Uh, what, yeah, what, like, what, what kind of stuff did you did you like the most out of season six? Okay, well, let, let's go to my terrible notes. And um, <laughs> uh, the one thing that I, I like, I was saying earlier, like the the cold opens were some of my favorite cold opens they've had. Um, I thought episode 11's was really good. With um, I'm I'm glad uh, you're bringing this up because I feel like we don't pay enough attention. Yeah. we don't give enough attention to uh, these aspects of the show. So yeah, I want to hear cold what you have to say. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. No, episode eleven was uh just really good. Just, just the way it, it looked, like it, it felt cold, I guess. And then you've got uh Doctor Robert, who I guess was the actor that played Freddy Krueger. So anytime I see that dude, I just automatically huh. think terrible thoughts. <laughs> so, I was, I was so I'm excited like, to see Freddy Krueger show up in Supernatural, man. That was, yeah, that was, was so, like, so amazing. Yeah, I was like, what is going to happen with this? And then, you know, um. Dean going under and then the nurse being all sarcastic with him and stuff. And um I just thought the uh um the whole conversation he had with Death was very cool. Like um yeah, just setting a- everything yeah, just setting everything up for that episode just had this really cool um I don't wanna say like scary, but like kind of like um like I don't know what the right word is for it, but like you're just kind of like on edge or something mm-hmm, like that, like mm-hmm. on earth, like what is going to happen? Is is death really going to help him out? Is death not going to? And then I know like the episode ended up being like kind of like a terrible like final destination kind of a thing <laughs> where you're like right away, you're like, Dean, just kill the kid. Like, I know it sucks, but if you just kill the kid, it's going to be okay. And you just knew like right away, like really bad stuff was going to happen because Dean didn't kill the kid. But like just that, that cold open was to me, we just like set like such a good tone and, and mood for that episode that like, even though it was kind of like predictable, I still really enjoyed that episode because of that cold open. I think that um, that's kind of like supernatural 
in general is like even though xyz was not that great i still really liked the yep, episode i really absolutely. liked it yeah um and then, yeah i feel like that's what like it had that like um the other thing is that i like was like in episode two like i was like dragons my dudes like that's in my notes Dragon. <laughs> uh but the whole sword in the stone bit as I, i'm pretty sure a lot of people say that was like corny or i don't know like my my wife the reason why she doesn't like watching with me is she finds it really campy and cheesy and so she can't really get with the hunks she's like no they're just too too campy for me but like it's just so funny like seeing dean like trying to pull this sword out of this stone and trying to be like this you know uh king arthur type and then all of a sudden he tries to blow it up and then blows the sword up along with it yeah so you're just like this that dude has been carrying around a trunk full of c4 across this country for six years yes. and nobody commented on it like it's fucking ridiculous or yeah. the other the other idea the other idea that I had was like he knows a guy that can get him C four within like twenty minutes like he's got a C four guy on on a on a speed dial yeah. somewhere insanity um, I want to I want to go back to yeah. those cold opens for a minute before we get too far sure. away from it because uh, I feel like that's one of the strong suits of Supernatural as a as a TV show um, is that the cinematography and everything get just steadily better and better and better and better like being able to skip mm-hmm. ahead this year to season 13 and just see how good they are at this stuff now is really interesting like the because it's, yeah. it's been gradually improving over the last six seasons but mm-hmm. it's really hard it's one of those things where you look in the mirror one day and you're like oh I, I just looked the same as i did when i was 20 and t- you see a picture and you're like oh my god i'm i'm dying tomorrow what happened to me? <laughs> <laughs> but uh it's it's something that keeps getting like all of the cold opens are good a lot of the camera work is really good there's some really weird moments yeah. but like we didn't have that uh like weird slow thing we had for i don't remember what season that was yeah yeah (laughs) but and there's some weird stuff but like thinking about uh sam running towards the camera in that one scene in the finale Mm -hmm. and thinking just some of the the cooler stuff that they do like being a little bit more adventurous and a little bit more ambitious with their with their camera work is is really fun for Mm -hmm. me yeah that stuff is great another thing that we need to i feel like pay more attention to because um it's it has a lot of value to it and it adds a lot to the scenes even when you're like yeah this you know plot kind of is going in a place i don't really care about but like this is good tv (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah i was even gonna say with uh even some of their props like because uh episode 14 that mannequin one oh yeah uh, that cold open was i was like in my nose i put fuck that noise because that was for me that was just creepy because it's you know it's one thing when you have like a skeleton like thing coming to life and but like because it was like the muscle tone one with the big eyes oh yeah and so like the second you see that janitor cleaning you're like that thing is gonna come alive and kill him (laughs) and then like and then like focus on the eyes like i don't know like maybe like maybe two shots of it and you're like those damn eyes are gonna freaking turn towards them. Those damn <laughs> eyes are gonna turn towards them. And then, like, yeah, he gets that cut on his head. He's like, "Hello, is anybody there?" And you're like, "He's dead. He's done." <laughs> this guy's fucked. Uh, yeah. And that was the other thing that I had that was kind of funny about that episode is like every dude is like, "Hello, who's there?" I'm like, "Why is that?" Yeah, hello, hello who's there? I'm just like, "Why is that your response?" Not like. I need to get the hell out. My forehead is bleeding. This doesn't happen normally. Um, this is, but ghost yeah, that blood. cold. Yeah, but that cold open was like, I was like, holy crap, this is creepy. Like, just the like nail the vibe where it's just like, um, I guess like no, no CGI or anything like that necessary. Just the fact that this like freaking anatomy dummy looks so terrifying is enough mm-hmm. for your mind to like start messing with your with you on its own. So they don't, all they really had to do was like, oh, I'm bleeding. Hello, who's there? And you're like, oh, no, this guy's going to, yeah. And your mind is already doing like, how is he going to kill this poor janitor? What's going to happen to him? And 
yeah and then you just hear him screaming and you see the blood and you're like okay yeah they got me <laughs> like <laughs> so easy they got me but um yeah like that was another one of my favorite ones the the horror aspects of supernatural a lot more than i do now <laughs> Now I'm just too busy staring at the hunks. Yep. But this is like <laughs> at its core, this is a horror television show. Yeah. It's nice when the show remembers that too. Like when we get like mm-hmm. some genuinely creepy stuff or some genuinely creepy monsters. I think that's something that uh Chris, I, th- I think you and I have talked about this before. Like that's one of the reasons we crave those monster of the week episodes. Is because as, yeah. as much as we're here for the drama and the hunk tears and the 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 wistful looks and the the weird <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the weird metatextual stuff uh it's it's sometimes i just want like a good horror anthology series right like i just want to be spooked yeah and it's a good format for that it really is like i, I wish they would do that more and i think in i want to say in season seven we're going to get more of that i feel like they dial down some of the but I, it's been so long since i've uh seen since season seven that's going to be all new again which is going to be exciting yeah this is pretty exciting it's been a long time um yeah, some of that uh some of that horror stuff is is really good. I remember watching a uh an interview, I think it's from like 2005 of Jared Padalecki on Ellen talking about how they were taking all of, like their urban legends and like turning them like on their head and doing all this thing and like when you think back on what the premise of Supernatural is, like that's it's very simple, but it is very cool. This yeah. is the the reason, you know, a couple of weeks back uh when they did the wayward sisters episode uh, eric kirkby posted like his original ideas for episodes for supernatural and he was like you guys can you know have as many of these as you want to like but they were all like just you know very very simple you know phrases like uh you know um i'm trying to remember like i think i don't think racist truck was there but like possessed truck was one right like it wasn't they weren't full pitches they were just like okay you know a wendigo or whatever let's put a wendigo in the show but if you look through it uh only like maybe 10% of them had actually been used. And I feel like that's yeah. because they got so wrapped up in the, in the overarching plot that they didn't need to put a Wendigo in an episode anymore. Right. Like they already had a big bad guy right. that they could deal with. Um, so I'm looking forward to getting back to, to some of that. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I do vaguely remember season seven starting off with a lot of monster of the week episodes. I could be wrong. It's been a while. But hey, we're not here to talk about season seven. We're here to talk about <laughs> season true. six. That's true. Chris, let's talk about. Uh, you've had a week or two to digest since we recorded yeah. the episode. Talk to me about your your feelings on season six and specifically the ending and, and where all of our hunks are, are left now. So I I obviously complained about some of what happened. Like I wish that the wall coming down in, in Sam's head would have been at the beginning of season seven, even if it's just that one episode again, and then he gets put, he puts himself back together. It would have felt like a really powerful cliffhanger and a real like oh shit moment from Castiel to have to have him do that to Sam is is crazy. You know, he was once like a brother and now he is um destroying your mind now essentially. He is more than uh, making you experience hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so to go from that but but he's still he's in this desperate situation where we have seen Castiel and I, I have a lot of sympathy for Castiel throughout this where he is I said it last time, he's gaining more and more power, and yet he's more and more in over his head, or he can't keep up with the, the levels of, of power that are kind of swelling around him and that he's pulling in, and the forces that he's dealing with, as much as in a conversation he can hold his own, that's not the Castiel that we know. That's not our sweet boy. Um, so, him doing that to Sam, as messed up as it is, I get it, and I don't demonize Cass for it, because he's doing everything he can to stop Sam and Dean from interfering with him. He's just like, I, I'll fix you after, but can't deal with this dude. Um, I need to complete my mission, otherwise I'm fucked. He, you know, he's he's in a truly desperate situation. We compared it to Sam in season four. Um, 
so I get that, but it would have been like a, a, a new turning over a new leaf. I think I said that exact same expression last time as well. Um, for Castiel, if comeback season seven, hey, I'm God now, and the first thing he does is wipe Sam's mind for stabbing him in the back. The implications are are very different in in what we got and what I'm you know sort of pitching. Uh, but regardless of any of that, on paper, I like where the season ends. I, I like that the cliffhanger is a Castiel who is no longer Castiel. That power has completely corrupted him. Because unlike season four, where we have the Sam and Dean battling each other through the whole second half of that season, really, and then Sam pulling the trigger at the very end and, and doing the bad thing for the sake of power or for the sake of revenge, whatever it was, uh, he, he does the bad thing and immediately realizes he was wrong. And, and realizes he completely fucked up. But this is Castiel <laughs> pursuing this path, doing the thing, taking in all those souls, and immediately you, you have him be like, I am God, bow down before me. <laughs> it's a lot different. It's there, you know, the hubris has built up where Sam gets, gets snapped, and then we realize, oh shit, or Sam realizes, oh shit, I, I screwed up. I should have listened to Dean. And then he has to build back up from there, build that trust again in season five. But Cassiel just being like, what's up guys. I told y'all that I was going to do this and I did it and I succeeded and none of you listened to me, but now you're going to bow down before me. And so I guess that that is an intense way to, to end it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the execution of it just didn't stick for me really. Um, but the idea of it, again, there's a lot of ideas that I like. I like the idea of this where like, did our sweet baby boy just become our, villain for next season <laughs> is this our big bad now and you want to talk about uh like a kind of a, not a return to horror roots but like a like being scared like this is the first time that that scene yeah. where uh, castiel like powers up essentially and then almost immediately loses the the kind of any shreds of humanity that he had developed in the last two seasons and tells dean that they're not family anymore and all of that like that's terrifying like that's castiel all powered up and ready to do some work and it's scary as hell and i, I really like that i really like that ending i really like the fact that uh they've pretty much just given up on dean living the apple pie life dream you know what i'm saying like they we, yeah. we had our lisa and ben stuff and he he tried that even he recognized that it didn't work and he tried to have the he tried to do the both sides thing where like oh i'm gonna be a hunter during the day and i'm gonna come home and be a you know the the dad and the and the husband at night or the dad and the or stepdad and not quite married dude who i slept with once and now (laughs) i live with me no matter where i'll go in america because i'm a weird chick that's cool with everything and my name is lisa um but like they've dealt with that it didn't work and they've literally put that to bed by erasing their memory but we'll kind of sidestep that but i feel like now dean is at a point where this is his life and he's going to focus on that and just for the just for my own satisfaction like i think i'm going to be more into that i've never i I like the the interest like i like the line not the line but i like the idea of dean kind of fighting his life of hunting and kind of regretting it but I don't necessarily want mm-hmm. to deal with him trying to get away from it all the time. Like I don't want to have the Lisa and Ben as much as I like Lisa and Ben. Um, by the way, I looked. <laughs> me and Nez were talking to the Discord, and we looked up um, what that dude is doing. Ben now is doing, and he's like <laughs> not an actor. He hasn't acted in anything since like 2012, and uh, 
in his profile picture and in his Twitter bio, it says like his Snapchat is something like um, SPN 2007 or something. And then in parentheses, <laughs> it says, don't ask. I don't want to talk about it. And I'm like, okay, dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I just thought that was really funny. Anyway, I'm, Damn, I'm glad, he's uh, not very happy about his time <laughs> on Supernatural. <laughs> I'm sure like, I, I mean, I can't imagine uh, the fallout from something like that. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> being on the show and being kind of an integral part. And like, I'm sure like random people, finding out about it and wanting to ask you like, Oh, tell me about Dean Winchester. And he's like, dude, I just knew Jensen for like 12 minutes. Okay. Leave me the fuck alone. Let me go back to tweeting about wrestling constantly because that was all he tweeted about was wrestling. That's very funny. (laughs) Anyway. uh, But yeah, I'm glad we're done with that now. Like I'm glad we've come to the end of, of his desire to, or not, maybe not desire, but we're going to be dealing less with uh, his, his, him trying to get out of the hunter life. Mm -hmm. Jake, uh, talk to us a little bit about, uh, like where the characters are at the at the end of this season, and what you what you do or, or do not like about it. No, I'm, I'm I think I I liked how it all ended up. Like I I feel like the delivery was kind of like what kind of made it, um, not feel as uh, I guess as powerful as season five. But I mean, they're gonna have to work up to something like season five again, because <laughs> uh, like even like listening to your guys's coverage of it compared to last seasons where like, um. Man, like I think last last season's uh, Monster of the Week episode, like had people like, holy crap! Like the way you guys just put it together with the reading and the music and stuff like that. And this one, it was just like you guys were like, kind of like, ah, like it it was a it was a finale, <laughs> like, <laughs> and and so it's kind of what it felt like. I feel like maybe if they would have, um, uh, like Chris was saying, like rearranged it, like either either have the whole wall thing happen sooner in the season. Um, or like you said, hold off on that for season seven, uh, would have been cool. I think having Cass's episode where he's, you know, talking, you know, to God and like the very end, like, you know, help me, give me a sign Mm -hmm. and going into the actual episode, um, where, you know, he gets the souls and and stuff like that. And then seeing like, cause I mean that last scene where he like (laughs) freaking turns, uh, Raphael into like freaking goop was like crazy yeah. like holy crap like and then like the way he like duped um you know duped them or whatever um i f- i feel like it would have had more of a like um maybe like more of a uh, like a driving force to it as having like because honestly having the whole thing with um sam in the middle of it felt like there was another episode coming after it yeah yeah like like it just felt like kind of like you know and not like that was like I really enjoyed it. Like I liked the, how like he he fought, you know, pieces of himself to become whole. Um, the whole thing with the bartender chick was super sad. Like the fact <laughs> that like Solo Sam was just like, I've got a hostage, boom, just shoots her. You're like, holy crap. Problematic fave. Um <laughs> Right, yeah. So just like that would have been cool as its own episode. Um, not tied into, you know, cast trying to get all these souls and the stuff with purgatory. Cause that, if, am I right? I don't know if I'm mix, mixing them up. Cause that's the one where they find the dragon lady. Right. And she's in the, by a dumpster. I'll be yeah. up. <laughs> yes. That's happening at the same time yeah. as Sam's episode. Right. Yeah. So even that, it's like the timeline to me is even confusing. Cause I'm like, what happened in this final episode as to like, you've got two episodes happening at once and I would have liked it if it was just let's focus on Sam for this full episode and let's focus on Castiel. 
Um, but I mean, overall, like the ending was like, holy crap, where he's like, bow down, I'm your lord now. You're like, what? Oh, shit. Yes, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you're just me? like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? Yeah, the whole like, we're not, we're not family, Dean. You're like, what the? Cast police. Dude. Like, dude. <laughs> like the whole time. And like, especially when you're watching that, his, um, that arc. You're like, why didn't you just talk to Dean? Come on, dude. We have all this fan fiction where you don't stop talking to Dean, <laughs> but you can't talk to him this one time. Um, but yeah, no, overall, like, I, I hope it's a, a good setup for season seven. I mean, like you guys said, what, there's like a new showrunner and stuff like that. So um, um, season obviously they keep doing better. Season seven right? still Sarah Gamble. Uh, so like, we're, oh, okay. we're in, uh, season six is a new. The Wikipedia has it broke down in eras, and we are in the gamble oh. era. <laughs> so gambling, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. taking a gamble on it. Um. Actually, actually, I might I might be wrong on that. I think maybe now that I'm thinking about it, it might be somebody else, or maybe the because uh, Robert takes it over at some point, right? Robert Singer takes it over. It's just... I believe so. Yeah, he's such like a mainstay of that show that mm-hmm. it's. Yeah. It's hard to know. You know, Sarah Gamble was the only person who I was aware of outside of Eric Kripke as being showrunner only because they, I remember on the CW, them having like commercials that were like an interview with her talking about like where the show was going or something like that. This is all very foggy. Um, <laughs> but that was, I was aware of her being a presence on the show. Uh, and then I remember feeling kind of bad that people didn't like what she did with the show. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I feel no, bad I mean, for like all creators when people don't like their things, same. even yeah, if I don't like their thing. <laughs> Another reason I couldn't really yeah. be a, a, like a serious critic, like you mentioned that earlier. Like I just not only do I not have a desire to like break apart stuff because I either in general I like either like it and I like it enough to forgive a lot of its flaws, or I don't mm-hmm. like it and I don't really want to talk about it. Like I don't want to spend my time on it or talking about right, why I don't right. like it. Like I just prefer to either enjoy the thing or be done with the thing. Um, so yeah. yeah. The uh, Gamble era, season six and seven, and then Singer and Carva. Oh, Jesus Christ. Single. Oh, my God. <laughs> the we'll get there. Si- the Singer and Carver era uh, is season eight, nine, 10, 11. <laughs> and now we are in the Singer and Dab era. Oh, okay. Cool. So, yeah. But, yeah, overall, like, um, like, you, like, I feel like you guys do such a good job of covering this. Like, I feel like all of us are kind of, like, on board with, like, um how you guys break it down and stuff and like you know like the second half did have its cracks um like you said like we wish there was you know more episodes and more time for them to flesh some of this stuff out but i mean the setup for season seven is is good going into this whole what is castiel as god um and thinking that like oh castiel's gonna be a good god but like is he gonna be a good god yeah uh he's kind of mean <laughs> so he's a little mean he's a little mean. yeah so um, we'll see. Yeah, that's the thing is, it feels like at the beginning of season six, they were trying all these new things. It didn't feel like supernatural in some ways, but at the same time, it was kind of being like, okay, you know, I I wanted something new. I wanted this to feel fresh and them to to tap into new ideas. And then the second half of season six is like all of the biggest tropes of supernatural, where like people lying to each other, friends deceiving each other, uh, mm-hmm. drama, and then Dean being like, "You shouldn't do the thing that you're doing because I'm asking you not to." It's a very supernatural <laughs> move. Um, so yeah, it's season six is a complicated season. I think that we, we, we like it, but there's a lot to talk Mm -hmm. about. Let's wrap it up. Let's, uh, okay. And, and let's let our guests go first. Uh, Jake, let's talk about kind of your, your in thoughts of season six. Any, any, anything that you want to talk about? And then, uh, Chris and I will do our thing and then we'll take a break and we'll start reading some questions. Um, no, like overall, like, um, 
it was it was really fun uh going episode by episode um this is the first season and i actually got to do that instead of catching up on your guys's podcast <laughs> so it was really fun like following along with monster of the week um uh weekly and um so i just i had really a good time even like we said like those those episodes that were kind of like oh i don't know there was still something good about it whether there was you know, a, a posse magnet joke or, um, <laughs> which I got to say, that was like one of my favorite episodes just because in my head, I'm like a Phoenix gunslinger would be the coolest video game ever. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Red, Red Dead, Dead Redemption Phoenix 2. Redemption. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for you. Yeah. I'm looking at you. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, that would be so sick. Like <laughs> gunslinger with Phoenix powers. Um, but yeah, so like, it's just, I mean, you're getting more hunks, so you can't be upset with true, that. True. True. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you gotta, uh, uh, you yeah, gotta look. I mean, at, you gotta. You gotta think about the hunk in your hand, not the hunk in the bush. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? <laughs> mm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So overall, I mean, uh, fun times. I mean, like we said, there's there's cool stuff that they could flesh out, and I'm pretty sure they will in the in the upcoming season. And so just looking forward to to what worked and what they're gonna kind of guess flesh out for the next season. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. What about you, man? Yeah. Uh, season six was a complicated time. I, I think talked about it before. I was on, I was on the highest of highs for Supernatural coming into season six, and I felt I think the most disappointed by this out of all seasons. It is not my least favorite season. I always told myself that was season seven. We'll see if it is this time around. Um, and it certainly didn't make me stop liking the show or stop watching it. But I think that I I saw so much potential in it and and was let down a little bit by it. But at the end of the day, season six still has some of the best episodes. Um, thus far, the French mistake being the most obvious choice. Uh, the Western episode is really great. So season six has a lot to to offer. There's a lot of just good like brother moments or good um, supernatural moments, like when they're geeking out over uh, <laughs> Samuel Colt's journal and just little things like that. Little moments that go underappreciated. Weekend at Bobby's, one of the best episodes of Supernatural, is also <laughs> in this season. Like, yeah. there's a lot of really good stuff. There's a lot of what make supernatural supernatural even even the camp like chick like you're saying you know your wife is always saying it is campy and and yeah. sometimes they do the camp really really well when you yeah. buy into to the language of the show uh it's hard not to just love it and you know we bought in a long time ago and and they're still speaking the same language uh even if they're talking about things that we don't understand or that we aren't particularly interested in and it's it's still supernatural and i think that that is the most important thing to take away from season six yeah it's we, I knew going in that season six was going to be a little bit of a weird time to cover because uh, just with the just monumental increase in momentum and uh, like the way that they scaled up the world from season one to season five, like that mm-hmm. story really does feel complete. And even though the, the old rumor about like, Oh, they were, you know, this, this was supposed to be a complete story. And then this, this should have ended at season five or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't really buy into that. Um, but it feels more complete as a, like if you could definitely see where like okay like th- this is a story that we were telling like i kind of maybe had some of these ideas but they weren't fleshed out but we got here and like this 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 works and then season mm-hmm. six like they were taking their time to try to figure everything out i think they a lot of it was extremely good um like just looking through the episode titles like uh and then you talk about the french mistake or the the, the old western episode um there's some really fun stuff like there's some they just really started getting creative with it not that they hadn't before but i feel like they're as they're trying new things they're they're also being more ambitious with the episodes that they want to do 
which is great. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's hard for me to get through some of the bad episodes. Uh, it, there's still that same old CW budgetary constraint thing you have. So like, oh my God, mm-hmm. it's, we're going to have dragons. Oh wait, it's just a dude. <laughs> and they're all just going to like <laughs> fight in, you know, the wet pipe factory number six. Like it's not, it's not, it's not going to be anything like crazy special. <laughs> got to have those wet pipe factories. Got it. Got to have them. Uh, so like in a way, especially I remember watching it as it was coming out. I was, I thought that there was another episode after the finale. Like I, I, I knew I had, there had to be right. Like that can't be the end. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was, but I remember being disappointed by it. Like, watching it in subsequent rewatches. I remember liking it more just because of the episodes, but if you get into that thing with supernatural that uh, I know I've done in the past where like, I'm going to, re- I'm going to rewatch supernatural and you're like, okay, here's season one. And then all of a sudden it's like two days later and you're on season four because you just binge. binge, yeah. binge, binge. <laughs> if you do it that way, if you, if you watch all of the first five seasons and it's such a quick fashion and then you hit season six, it feels like such a total buzzkill after that. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like things have changed too dramatically. But if you, I think if you, if you take a step back and you, go at the pace of this podcast or you, you know, slow it down for a couple episodes a night or whatever. It's much easier to overlook a lot of the problems and a lot of the issues. And I don't think they are, I don't think they drag this, the, the season down as much as what I had anticipated it being. And, uh, and we've gotten a lot of that similar feedback too. Like when we get into the actual feedback section of this, we'll, we'll talk in detail about a lot of people wrote in and we're like, you know, I, I never really liked season six, but hearing you guys talk about it, like I'm coming around <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's, that's what happens. Like you talk about some shit for a while yeah. and you end up liking it and it's hard to, to I'm excited to kind of like talk about the feedback when we, when we get to it, mm-hmm. because I always find that I'm, I'm, you say this all the time when we talk about it, we, we, end up liking things more and even though i'm on the same like one track sort of uh discussion about like oh, i wish it was more i wish they did more whatever uh when new perspectives come in i'm usually like oh yeah no totally that's right i love this show this <laughs> season six is best season <laughs> uh but yeah I, I think it's just a nature of every season of supernatural was better than the one before it season yeah. one through five it kept getting better and better and better so when season six wasn't that and when it went took a different direction i think that's you know that anticipation you know when you love something so much that we've all had this happen with like video games we've liked or books we've liked um like i remember reading the dark tower series and getting and like waiting for years and years and years between the cliffhanger ending of book three and when book four finally came out and finding out like oh it's a thousand page book this is going to be so awesome it's going to be rolling in his buds we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna rock this we're gonna go to the dark tower and it's a <laughs> 800 pages worth of like backstory like it's a prequel yeah <laughs> and i'm like what the fuck is this and it, you know, nowadays that's it's good. That book is really fucking good. It's really fucking great. It was just what I was looking for at the time was something totally different, and I had to adjust my expectations to match. And you know, I was sure. like seventeen. I was a shithead. I, I, I had no, I had no ability to do that. It was just a <laughs> shitty book at that point. So, um, so yeah. I, overall, I'm, I'm I'm very positive with season six. It's easily, I think the sh- the season with the most problems out of the first. It would, excepting season three, which was cut short. Like I hate to, I hate to beat up right. on season three too much, but uh, I definitely think it's probably like if you're going to rank them, this would be the worst season so far. So, yeah, unfortunately. Um. So that's going to conclude this portion of the podcast. Uh, we're going to take a brief break, and then we're going to get into some listener questions and emails and some fun games and all of that stuff. Uh, before we go, though, let's uh, let's go ahead and say. Uh, Jake, why don't you tell us where you can be found on the internet, just in case people don't listen to all the way to the end. Sure, sure. Uh, If you can find me on uh, Twitter, at Jake underscore Lionheart. 
Um, I'm on a podcast called The Salt Report. Um, we're on iTunes, and uh, if you go to uh, thesaltreport.fireside.fm, you can find us there too. Um, I guess we're more of like a nerd culture kind of podcast now. Um, I don't know what the fuck you just, would say about the Salt yeah. podcast, man. Like I listen to it's, just, it's, it's a weekly ritual for me to listen to it, but I have no idea how you would describe it. Yeah, we're just four salty nerds talking about whatever's making us salty that week. So it could be video games, comic books, movies, um just uh current events even. Like uh it's just whatever is happening in the nerd uh stratosphere uh we usually tend to talk about it good or bad um right now um i'm going on a boss baby oscar nominated boss baby um just you can't, you can't just talking me, about I the gloriousness of the boss right baby so, <laughs> you can you can roll your eyes all you want but oscar nominated boss baby is a thing so if you want to hear me talk about that and be destroyed by my co-hosts for liking it uh yeah, check out the the Salt Report on iTunes and Fireside, and um, if you like a uh, nerdy rap music, I uh, usually rap about video games. And uh, if I'm not rapping about video games, I'm like emo rapper, so I'm rapping about like my feelings and stuff. Um, you can go to, <laughs> you can go to jakelineheart.bandcamp.com, and um, yeah, I've got all kinds of tunes there. They're all free, uh, everything from uh, Overwatch um, raps to Bloodborne. Uh, uh, what else? I don't know, all kinds of stuff. Dark Souls, <laughs> check Dream it out. Daddy. Dark Souls, uh, Dream Daddy, um, all kinds of stuff like that. And um I mean yeah. supernatural. It's supernatural. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So all all that stuff is there, all that's free. So check it out and uh say what's up on Twitter. I do want to give a, a, a big shout out to the Salt Report because uh it's it's one of my favorite podcasts. It's also like we, you would probably think hearing the name like, oh, here's a bunch of nerds that are just complaining all the time. And it's like, it, it is that. But also it's like four of some of the most progressive people I know and talking about several <laughs> social issues and in this like medium that I like, like video games and movies and things like that and taking uh, stuff to task. And I, I really, really appreciate that. Like that's, that's, it's a good time. It's a good listen. So yeah, definitely recommend that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you can follow the podcast at MOTWcast, monsterthweek.cool patreon.com slash monster of the week all of that stuff uh we're gonna take a brief break and then we'll be back with your questions and we are back uh, thank you, everybody, for sticking with us. We, uh, we're going to answer some questions. We're going to talk about some uh, some plot holes. We're going to get in deep into some uh, some of Dean's problems with uh, all of you that wrote in and uh, sent us nice things in our email. Thank you very much to everyone who did that. That's super awesome for you. We are still joined by Jake, and uh, of course, Chris hey. is here because Chris is legally obligated to do this podcast for as much as I have, as much as I want to. <laughs> Um, I am going you to can't get, fire me. <laughs> I cannot fire Chris now. Um, although there is a running joke on, on Twitter that I did fire you, but made you record all of the episodes of the podcast first. So uh, I begged them to stop talking about anime in your mentions, but they wouldn't do it. I just wouldn't do it. I had to get rid of you. I'm sorry. No sword art online is allowed in this episode. Um, I'm going to get us started with the email from uh, bad nickel, AKA Andy. 
He says, uh, gotta fuck Mary Hunt for season six. Mm-hmm. Demon Blood Sam, Soulless Sam, Scrambled Sam. This is what we kept calling Hell Sam in the, in the episode, post Lucifer Crazy Sam. Uh, can't wait for the analysis of the season. I used to hate it coming off of five, but ever since listening to you guys and revisiting the series, I've grown to actually enjoy it. So well, that's good. Guest first, uh, fuck Mary Hunt. Oh crap. Um, uh, psh- um, I guess uh, I would fuck Demon Blood Sam, mm-hmm. uh, because I mean I don't, I don't those scenes from season five kind of were like hot, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, everyone likes crap. Blood uh, <laughs> <laughs> that Demon Blizzy man <laughs> gets you there. Um, <laughs> A little Blizzy play, <laughs> <laughs> A little dizzy play. Yeah. Um, I guess I would. <sighs> crap. Uh, I didn't think I was going first. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 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 crap. Uh, I guess I would marry uh, Solus Sam. Wow. Um, wow. That's I, that's an opinion. Well, you know what? <laughs> mm-hmm. I would no, marry no, no, him because I. No judgment here. No. I feel like at least he would be honest with me. You know what I mean? You want to hold back in a relationship. Like that's, when that I can be him, that can be really important. It could be. That could be it could be. So when I ask him, Sam, does this shirt make me look fat? And he'd be like, Yes, change that shit. I'm like, okay, <laughs> thank you, Sam. I appreciate your honesty, Sola Sam. Sam, but Sola um, Sam then, wouldn't just say change that shit. He'd be like, Here is what yeah, you need to do to exercise and diet to make you more efficient as my partner. <laughs> this is probably true. Which you know what? Thinking about it, I do need that in my life. So then I think I hey, don't we all? Sam yeah. Everybody needs like, a, be like, everyone no. needs a, a, a Sam mag in their life. <laughs> do their shit yeah so okay i I'm, I'm happy with this decision now so yes yeah, so i would marry solo sam and then yes i would hunt scrambled sam because he's just left over mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chris? but i don't know how i would be able to feet loose for okay uh, yeah I'd, I'd uh uh i'd bone down on demon blood sam because you know everybody likes a little blood play, a little um, play. Yeah, thank i want to see if he can drink me and get powered up um mm, in, in more ways than i one, think that right? yeah amen <laughs> Uh, I think that I would, I, I don't really want anything to do with Scrambled Sam, but I guess I'd marry Scrambled Sam, because um, he's not going to like kill me in my sleep, he's just going to like have night terrors, and then I'll make him sleep in the guest bed. Um, <laughs> like you could never because get Solus- Chester out of your bed, no matter yeah. what version, like that's not happening. Well, then I, then I would be, I'd be the strong one in the relationship. <laughs> you would go to the guest bedroom. Is that what would happen? So yeah, no. Well, you'd just be like, I would be his rock, and that's like that's a first for me being a, a good person, um, and not not being the terrible one. Um, and then yeah, I guess I'd have to to taunt Solus Sam um, because he he's liable to do anything, you know. I could eat too too many uh, French fries when we go out to eat, and he'd be like, "You are a hindrance to my productivity and uh, my success as a food eater, so I must uh, eliminate you." Okay, okay, those are all good choices. I'm into it. Scrambled Sam is very funny, though. Scrambled Sam is really great. I like it. Uh, my my temptation here is to really want to marry Sola Sam uh, because I, I just I, you love him so I much, love him so much. He's like he's just he's he was my fave from the season. Like I just he's he's a, he's a fun guy. Like he's not really, but he's a fun guy. Uh, but I can't. I just can't. I can't marry him. Uh, and I I don't see myself marrying Demon Blood Sam because like you know. It, it it's it's one thing this like disease sh- pumping through my veins. Yeah, it's like it's one thing if you share a, a, a an addiction with somebody, right? Like if you're if you're both alcoholics, sure. then you can have a good time. If you're both demon blizzy addicts, like you could have some really good blizzy play and 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 have a good time together. But stop at, at this time, like <laughs> blizzy hashtag <play>. blizzy play. <laughs> That's but, a hashtag. 
I'm not going to marry that dude. Like all that dude's going to be able to do is get get that demon blissy. Like he's going to be constantly True. calling Ruby or whoever he can get his hands on. Uh, so can't can't marry him either. So I guess I got to marry yeah. Sam, scrambled Sam. You and, know you'd be going to the movies with with Demon Blood Sam, and he'd be like, "Yeah, I'll be right back. I gotta go hit the concessions." And then he just would never come back. And then you catch back. him at home later in some weird like his eyes would be rolled back and he's got blood all over his face. You don't need that. <laughs> Where you been? Oh, I walked into the wrong movie theater. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. You liar. Uh, you knew very well that we were seeing Marmaduke. So I would, I guess, at this point, I would definitely, uh, I would definitely fuck Sola Sam, and I would, uh, I would hunt the Demon Blood Sam. So that's where I'm at. Chris that checks you, out. That you want to do out. the next one? This next one is from um, what's up? I didn't read this one, and I I forgot to send this chicken email to find out what she, I think her spell correct messed us up here because I forgot to. I got it. I got it. Don't even worry about it. You got it, dude. Um, this one is from Mary. I'm really so sorry about everything that's happened to you. Um, and Mary says, I've got a weird fuck Mary hunt for you both. <laughs> um, I mean, they're all weird, so yeah. it's, you didn't yeah, even have to specify. This is not a normal activity okay. that we do. Fuck Mary hunt. Sam soul. Dean's fake mini trailer. Um, or oh, Castiel's trench coat. That's okay. Okay. This is a good one. Okay. Mini trailers. Um, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Jake, why don't you start us off again? <laughs> I Put should be prepared to go, go first. Uh, I would, uh, I would bone down on uh Sam soul. Cause that's probably magical and a once in a lifetime experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would marry Castiel's trench coat, uh, because it probably smells like him. And then I could put it on and pretend he's hugging me. Mm, um, sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those cold winter nights. And then uh, I guess I would uh, hunt Dean's uh, fake mini trailer. <laughs> Just because, I, I mean, who wouldn't want to destroy a mini trailer? <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it. Chris, what do, what do you think? Okay. Um, you know, I think I'm going to do our boy a favor. I would hunt Sam's soul and just finally put that puppy to rest yeah, because yeah. it's just been through so much. You, you don't need that anymore. Uh, you know, I would ma- marry Dean's fake mini trailer because uh, I could use a mini trailer. Uh, I could use one of those in my life. Uh, you, you, just keep and, it out back. You love saltwater aquariums. That's that's, a that's good, right. And I love I life. love aquariums. Um, there's already a ton of like supernatural merch in there, so like that's I'm all set. You know, <laughs> there's so magazines good. and everything. The gag reel is just constantly running on the TV. Like it basically is in my house anyway. Um, and nothing against Castiel's coat, but uh, um, uh, I'm gonna have to fuck it. <laughs> Man, I, uh, I I gotta say, Chris, I am a hundred percent with you on this. I, I for Man. all of the same reasons, I would I would definitely want to bow down on on that trench coat, which means that he's probably not going to want to use it after I'm done with it. Uh, but, oh, but yeah, I have to put Sam out of his misery. Like that poor soul has been has been through so much from, from just a little baby soul, and it's it's got to be just like hanging on by a thread at this point. Like it's not very good. Truly, it's not. It's it's, it's pretty beaten up soul. So yeah, and who doesn't want a fucking like trailer? That's awesome. <laughs> Jake, you're up on the third one. Hey. All right. The, this comes from Tom the Optimist at Tom the Optimist. Uh, so this season is where all the Castiel Becomes God memes come from. My first time watching this was along with the show. And let me be honest, this season came true for me uh, for a little bit. Um, yeah. Long story short, my brother and I have been uh, taking different directions in life, and we both got into an argument about how the other changed. It never got ugly, however, because part of the way through, I almost said, Charles, please. <laughs> and I could not unhear <laughs> Sam, please. Um, I lost my mind laughing, and eventually Charles got the answer out of me. Uh, we both sounded like Dean complaining about Sam in season six. Once I explained that, it was pretty funny to him, too. 
uh, we sorted everything out after that. There's nothing that can make you take things less seriously than realizing you sound like Jensen Eccles doing the <laughs> Sammy voice. Um, that said, if I was going to get a plot point from season six, I would have preferred my grandfather to come back to life. Did that get too dark? <laughs> Anyways, keep up the good work and don't forget to enjoy yourselves. Sorry about your granddad. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that was like, that was oddly very sweet. I'm glad that you were able to, um, to, yeah. to make up with your brother because that supernatural was, I think I've said this before. Like I, it allowed me to bond with my dad a little bit when I was a, uh, when I was a, a teenager going into college and like a time of, of my life where like I, like I don't want anything to do with my parents like I'm a cool like independent boy now mm-hmm. um, I don't need that on me but I watched Supernatural with my dad and like he like he hated Sam at first like so much because Sam fought with John so much but through like the, watching the show together we like weirdly got a new understanding of each other um, <laughs> the show's great it's just for, for male bonding <laughs> the show is really good for male bonding in many different ways <laughs> Yes. Uh, thank you for writing in, Tom. That was a really nice story. I really appreciate it. Yeah, that. that was nice. That was nice to read. Uh, next, from our good friend Caitlin at Orsum Say Cosmum, she has a question that I cannot wait to talk about with you, Chris. Uh, in the French mistake, where are the real J squared, Jensen and Jared? I can't believe I've never thought about it until now. Same, actually. So, yeah. So the boys obviously go into this alternate universe, this AU, if you will, and then they mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. they are either there physically or they have taken over their, the bodies of these real life actors. Uh, in my head, it's, it's always been like a, they've taken over the bodies, which also has some pretty strong implications. Mm-hmm. I kind of really like the idea of them being there physically though. And the other boys being in the other world and that they yeah. just don't ever hear about it because they get trapped there because they don't know how to get out because they're not magic people. They're actors and they just I, um, die immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I always, I think I kind of imagine they just replace them. Like, uh, they step into their existence for a period of time. And then when they step back out, it's like, it's almost as if everything just got reset again. Um, it would have been interesting if in the episode they were like, Hey, I don't have any of my scars anymore. I'm not all fucked up because like I'm an actor you know, and I'm not uh, <laughs> a hunter. So, but they, they don't do any of that. And obviously it wouldn't really serve the plot. It wouldn't serve any of the jokes a lot, but that's a, that's interesting. Um, I mean, Misha was still there and uh, <laughs> things didn't work out great for him. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I just, I'm really, I, love, I feel like I'm they really replaced them. The idea of Jared and Jensen coming into the world of supernatural and like meeting, castiel and like being really confused why misha won't, won't quit the bit right so they <laughs> they jump through <laughs> they jump through the window and that's how they like come into um tv land world yeah yeah that's, that's uh, a trading place so I, like when you piss in the same fountain so exactly so <laughs> when when jared and jensen jumped through that window they came out and they were outside bobby's house in the rain and they were like what the fuck 100 percent. like and just imagine this reaction like bobby won't stop acting like bobby and they're like yeah <laughs> like jim please and he's like what are you talking about who's jim <laughs> but then there's then there's the whole the, the side plot plot where they're like okay we've played these characters for years let's figure out how to solve this mystery or like do this thing and then they get they end up getting Yo. back home <laughs> I love this. Yeah, episode. they have like Why? they they hunt a monster or something, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like they actually have to hunt a vampire or something. <laughs> Maybe that's that would actually, be an awesome episode. 
they have a great depth of understanding of each other because they both, you know, they've, they've read all the scripts and they know where the things are going. They're like, yeah, man, hey, like, Yo. I'm sorry about, like, what I've done in the past. <laughs> and, like, they have, just, they're just really yeah, great. Yeah, I was going to say, like, because in the, in the thing, they don't, they're not talking to each other. Mm-hmm. So through being their characters, they actually heal their real life relationship. Oh, my God, this is beautiful. And then when they go back to, yeah. So that way they're like, you guys are talking again? They're like, yeah, we're hunters, bro. <laughs> like, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. If you're listening, oh. <laughs> please get at us. <laughs> please. For real. Can I get some of this action, too? Like, just because I'm here. Like you guys absolutely, yeah, yeah. This is this is just the three. This, yeah, we get, we all three get writer credits on this one. You can have. Can I be like that? Get paid. I just want the credit. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. can I be like an extra that gets killed by them? Like that would be cool. <laughs> I'll be like the lame monster that gets killed. Oh man, that's awesome. Thank you, Caitlin. That's a, yes. that's a great question. Thank you. And I, Thank I, you. Somebody needs to like. I wonder if we can cut. Anyway, I'm, I can't even. Chris, you're up next. <laughs> Too many ideas, Flo. Too many ideas. All right. The next comes from uh, our friend Patches. Um, okay, season six feedback. I'm a little ahead of you, but haven't yet watched the finale. Uh, I think my frustration with this season comes from the writers spinning a complicated plot in a different manner to seasons one through five, while also trying to condense it. Uh, in one through five, there really was always one meta plot, but each season really handled one piece of it at a time. Season six has a bunch of layers in its same meta plot, but feels uh, the need to show all the ties within the space of a single season, and so feels a little less fleshed out. Yes. Uh, Mother was a cool idea, as is uh, as is the war in heaven, but making them both part of the season's plot cheapens both. Um, I agree with that. I think that you know we've we've talked about that. Imagine imagine getting an entire season where we're Castiel's not around a lot. We just keep hearing about his shit, but we're actually just focusing on the alphas and the mother of all. Yeah, uh, and then then we get to explode into Angel War season and, and season seven. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I wish we had more time with both, uh, especially when we get that Castiel solo episode where he's like reflecting on stuff. I was like, okay, I kind of finally appreciate what you're doing. I don't agree with you, but like, I get it now. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you boys think? Yeah. I'm, 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 <laughs> we, we talked about this a lot with the, uh, in, in yeah. the actual episode. Like I, they, they really did like try to do a bunch of stuff and also try to condense the time that they were doing stuff in and uh it it didn't all come together at the end so yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree um, jake you're up so yeah moving on to the next one uh uh comes to us uh from uh at bad duder this is ian and, uh, i forgot to include his name i'm sorry yeah so it's ian at bad duder who uh, is recommending an amazing amazon uh purchase uh <laughs> an electric panini to- press so <laughs> why is that in here why did you why because did you dude <laughs> every hunk needs a panini press i mean, I mean, I mean so, you're not wrong you're not yeah <laughs> but i mean it's but it's a weirdly specific one and i i don't i don't know why he sent this in thank you Ian, it's, for sending it's us the this panini hunkiest press. of panini press oh. uh put that in your uh amazon wish list and uh sure yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe you'll get the yeah, next patreon goal <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Panini <laughs> press for the for the hunks. Um, so his is a uh, fuck Mary Hunt. You got a soulless Sam, a soulful Sam, or an unseen French mistake, Jared Paladecki. So this one. Uh, so do I still go first? Kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go first. I like how this one rolled from Caitlin's question though. So now we have to figure out if we're going to yeah. have sex with normal Jared. <laughs> yeah. So normal Jared, soulful Sam. Um, I think. Hmm. 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 His house is really nice, so I'm wondering mm. if I should just marry him. Because mm. I mean, right? What's what's going on, Jay Z? That's that's pretty cool house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so you know what? I'm just gonna marry him. I mean, his wife seemed pretty happy saving the 
the ferrets or whatever she was saving in that episode. Yeah, um, the otters. I could do yeah. that. I, oh, otters. There you go. Yeah, you have an I alpaca. Could, yeah, <laughs> alpaca. Exactly. So I'm mostly for the crib, but I mean, uh, I'm gonna marry uh, Jared, um, so I can hang out with the alpaca on weekends, and then um, I think why not go to Bone Zone with uh, Soulful Sam and uh, hunt Soulless Sam? Since I'll, I'll flip that from the earlier one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Soulful Sam seems like he'd be a pretty emotional lay. If you know, yeah, I mean, mean. we probably hug and cry after, mm-hmm. and then I mean, sometimes you need a good deer. cry though. You do, yeah. Hug and like... cry during too. Yeah, <laughs> during yeah. it would be a release, uh, multiple multiple kinds of releases uh, happening yeah. with that. So I think, yeah, mm-hmm. actually, just going over that eye I, contact and stuff. Yeah, I I think I would marry Jared because I ain't saying she a gold digger, but like I would I would marry Jared. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I would um I would bone zone soulful Sam um so that I could uh I could cry with him and then uh Soul of Sam who I believe would be the better lay but I believe that he also is a menace to society so I gotta hunt him. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script a little bit. Uh, I don't I feel like Jared Padalecki as presented in the the French mistake is kind of a douchebag, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not selling my soul for just to hang out with some idiot douchebag that happens to be a sure, 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 sure. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and hunt uh, Jared Padalecki. <laughs> wow, <laughs> we're just gonna get rid of that dude right off the bat because uh, <laughs> if you're not real, you know what I'm saying. I don't I don't need some like jank ass Sam Winchester running around here. Um, sure, 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 sure. I would. Uh, I, I can't. I just can't resist Soul of Sam. I gotta fuck him, man. I gotta. I gotta do it. <laughs> I can't help it. And uh, yeah, I would marry Soul for Sam because. Uh, at, at the very least, you know, I'm sure that dude makes good breakfast, so maybe I can work with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it would make you eat salad though, probably. Yeah. Or he will use that panini press. That's what that was all about. <laughs> uh, this next one is kind of long, um, and it centers around something that I found really, really extremely interesting. Uh, and and I think it's the French mistake, right? That's the episode. No, um, no, 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 no. Which it's, one? It's the my heart uh, will go on. My heart will go on. Excuse me. So, uh, if you don't remember the episode, uh, Balthazar goes back in time. He prevents the Titanic from sinking, and it creates kind of this uh, this chain of events that uh, you know Sam and Dean have to then clean up. The uh, there was a question when we recorded the podcast. There was a moment when uh, Castiel teleports Dean to uh, what he calls White Russia, and I kind of called it out because I just for some reason like the term bothered me, and I didn't I didn't know why though, and I didn't I'm lazy, so I didn't do any research. So. Cynthia wrote in some stuff, and it kind of illuminates that episode a little bit, and I wanted to talk about it. Excellent. So, uh, Cynthia says, having listened to this week's episode, I have two suggestions on questions that you pose that are totally inconsequential. My favorite kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> White Russia was a term that was used before the Soviet Union was formed, and is supposed to be another indication that there are greater changes that have happened than Joe and Ellen being alive. I assume that because the Titanic didn't sink, it meant that the Bolshevik Revolution didn't happen, or was it successful? Although how someone not dying on the Titanic would affect the Russian Revolution, I have no idea. I suppose if you were looking to increase the number of souls available to you, then no Soviet Union would certainly increase the numbers of Russians alive. But then, without the Soviet Union, the Germans would have probably won World War II, so who knows? Really, if Castiel was serious about the, uh, serious, he should have sent Balthazar to kill off a few key Germans and Russians, not save the Titanic. Mm. <laughs> just, I, I, yeah. I love that so I mean, much. I love. I can't describe yeah. how much. I, I just like. Yeah, you should, you should definitely go and prevented World War II if you'd want more souls, yeah. Castiel. What is your deal? 
Um, she continues. The second thing was your comment about why the posse didn't start off uh, straight away in Frontierland. I haven't seen the episode in quite a while, so it could be way off. But they would be. Would they be able to track someone in the dark? Uh, would there be night predators in the area that the horses are going to be scared of? Why are you expecting oh, coyotes the- for sure? <laughs> why are you expecting the poor horses to stay up all night? They need their sleep. <laughs> How are they going to see any potential ambushes? It's going to be very dark in the dark without electricity, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> okay. So don't go chasing people in dark, at dark in the Wild West. I'll, I'll have to remember that. Coyotes, Jeremy. <laughs> um, she finishes up. Uh, actually, there's this is. Yeah, anyway, uh, thanks for the podcast. It is very entertaining and you both provide insights that I'd never have thought of. I hope you can slog through some of the low points that are in the next few seasons and keep going. Season 11 has some great episodes. Season 12 is mostly terrible and I am not sure about season 13 <laughs> oh, yet, no. but the Western episode that apparently everybody likes, I don't like at all. Uh, and she signs it, Cynthia. So, and we, we kind of, ex- I told her how much I liked this Bolshevik thing. I thought it was really entertaining. So uh, she followed up. <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought I had I thought I had better watch the episode again just to make sure there was nothing obvious to discredit my theory. And there is actually confirmation in the episode that communism never happened. The travel agent <laughs> whose scarf gets caught in the photocopier is trying to sell someone a trip to Havana. And on the wall is a poster that says Cuba is America's number one holiday destination. It didn't yep, even click okay. at first. I just thought it was weird because I know Americans can't travel to Cuba very easily. And then I realized it was tied with white Russia. No Bolshevik revolution equals no travel ban to communist cuba the havana thing is so easy to miss but the level of detail that goes into these scripts that doesn't get noticed must break the writer's heart sometimes i guess sticking to the fifty thousand extra lives was for simplification alternate time history alternate history like time travel just gets really convoluted the more you think about it and try to explain it anyway like i said you can include it oh well yeah that that doesn't matter so uh, that's that is fantastic and i'm I'm really glad that that was pointed out because I, i never would have known that and it's like that is a beautiful background detail. It's so mm-hmm. fucking good, Chris. I love it so much. Like the the America's number one travel destination being Cuba. So I didn't even pick up on it. I didn't even pay attention to the poster, and I feel really bad about it now. That was somebody's afternoon coming up with like that set dressing and, and making those things, and that is so 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 cool. That poster is at someone's house right now. Like yeah. they have it on, <laughs> they have it on the wall. I can promise you. <laughs> Chris, you're up. All right, this one is from Ryan. Just wanted to, to be sure you received this note. Let me know if you would like to take advantage of pre-purchasing credit cards to avoid the upcoming postage increase. God damn it, Jeremy. Every time. God damn it. It happens every time. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> wow. <laughs> every goddamn time. Is it always Ryan, too? Or? It's always some sales. That, it's always some, I mean, it's some spam email through our podcast account that I always include in here to get him to read. And the first one, I just legitimately was like, okay, here we go. Nice. Now I think he's starting to pre-read them a little bit. So I'm have to now I'm on my guard a little bit more. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, on the salt report, we had a lady that wanted to give us a million dollars or something like that. What? Did but, she give it to you? No, because we had to like invest into like some like like godly like oh. youth group or something like that i think you should do it a million dollars is a lot of money yeah listen to chris he's, he's really good with money yeah <laughs> uh, i was just more disappointed that it wasn't like the prince of like some like foreign kingdom but like so we turned the old lady down we're like you're no prince from like africa no, nigerian prince <laughs> yeah so uh we turned her down i Big mistake in the long run, but um. So uh, the next one comes from Brandy, 
<laughs> at the brandy 87 y'all i love your podcast so do i so effing much i found it right after the new year and i binged uh if i was at work i was listening to monster of the week it took three weeks but i am now Damn. up to date with the podcast that is awesome Jesus. and i fucking loved every second of it uh i'm not a gamer i have no clue what dark souls is uh, <laughs> and it comes up it comes up so often but i am completely okay with that i listen to the outtakes anyways and pray sweet baby jesus or i would have missed some of the best stuff uh careless whisper um, i've forgotten about that careless whisper thing yeah, that was really good ignorance is kind. <laughs> All right, keep going. Anywho, <laughs> back in season one or two, y'all asked for some bad supernatural poetry, and I had every intention of writing some, but I got drunk instead. And I'm about to watch the Royal Rumble. Fuck yeah, wrestling. <laughs> 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 but thanks again for a great podcast and for giving Destiel a chance. So, hey, hey thank, thank you. Thank you for listening. They're going to want uh, that poetry. Like uh, Brandy. hours. <laughs> of monster of the week in two in three weeks because that seems crazy that's <laughs> so thank you very much a lot of that's a lot of hearing us talk some absolutely, bullshit but absolutely. thank you so much for listening i had a fun exchange with brandy where uh she was she deemed me something about the podcast and i responded was like oh yeah i'll have to check on that when i get home like i'm out day drinking right now and then she sent a picture of her beer and she's like me too dog and i was like All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> awesome thank you brandy yeah. and send in that poetry <laughs> yes and definitely send in the poetry please please yeah we, we need all of the bad supernatural poetry we can get uh next is another one from our friend ian who was the guest on the season five episode he's at bad Duder on twitter this time his website is funnywebsite.com and i didn't bother to go see if that was a real website or not so maybe it is um did i lose you guys are you still there okay no <laughs> what's up <laughs> we're just checking out funnywebsite.com <laughs> does it actually exist it has to exist right? no i don't want to try it no, okay, i'm scared good. um ian says hey nerds if i had to describe season six in one word it would be uneven they threw a lot of spaghetti at the wall this time and all of it was interesting which was frustrating because so much of it felt kind of tossed away i'm sure we'll see more fallout from sam's hell whatever next season but samuel's whole biz and all the stuff with eve were both really neat ideas that felt underdeveloped and underserved at least eve got a neat episode to go out on which is more i can say for grandpappy campbell i was expecting to be a lot harsher with season six but they managed to pack these last five or six episodes with enough cool shit and plot stuff to save castiel's storyline which felt really like an afterthought for the first 80 percent of the season i don't know guys everybody told me this show just jumped off a cliff quality wise right after season five but i'm still super here for it i do think it's weird that dean is suddenly a huge yuckmeister all the time though i don't remember that really being his biz before y'all are fab keep up that sweet sweet content gerald x tris uh hinata is best girl peace i didn't really understand that last line too much i won't respond to any of that okay so. thank you thank you ian and for i will not in. respond yeah, <laughs> thanks <appreciate> ian. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah and i think all I think right Ian's uh, points are kind of echoing what we've already said but yeah oh yeah absolutely mm. absolutely mm. uh this next one is from tron at uh tron borsum on twitter uh greetings <laughs> greetings hunkologists <laughs> hope this is more acceptable as hunklings is out do you remember that uh, thank remember you for when the coverage he called us hunklings and we like jumped his shit about it yeah. we're like no please don't ever do that again <laughs> <laughs> hunkologist is great though yeah i love um, it uh, okay, thank you for the coverage of Season 6. Even though the ending was a bit of a letdown, your analysis and covering of Season 6 has actually changed my opinion on the post-Season 6 Supernatural. I've always enjoyed Season 6 and Onward, but like most of the Supernatural fans I know, uh, I felt that the series would have been better served by ending after five seasons. They tell a complete and awesome story, and it would have been great had it ended there. 
But after listening to you guys talking about how the show honors the core of Supernatural and continues to give us actual hunk goodness, season six has been a delight. Who would have thought that scrutinizing it in greater detail would uh, result in season six improving? Uh, on to my question. I find it rather strange that there hasn't been a Supernatural video game. Same. We've had a lot of other board, card, and role-playing games, but nothing digital. So being the programmers that you are, what would the best Supernatural video game look like? Uh, would it be stan- stamina management combat, like Lords of the Fallen and The Surge? Would it be a Bobby Singer-based management sim, a visual novel dating sim based on the comics, or something else? Love the show, Tron. Okay. So real, real um, quick, before, before we answer this, uh, mm-hmm. he had... As he was, he wrote this in, and then he was listening to the outtakes where we start talking about this, and had to write in immediately afterwards. He'd be like, "I can't." You guys actually literally talked about this after I sent it in this email. I'm so sorry. I was like, "No worries. <laughs> this is something Chris and I talk about all the time. We're definitely going to get into this more." So, <laughs> um, okay. So, I love the idea of a um, like management sim Same. Bobby I, Singer I, game. <laughs> sounds so fucking good. Did you? Did you? Did either one of you play Assassin's Creed? I think it was Brotherhood that had like the mini assassin like mini game in it, where you would send out assassins on missions and like have to level them up and everything. Like that's what I would want to, this to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be cool, yeah. yeah. Um, I I always picture a a sort of like survival horror type game for Supernatural. I think that that would be really cool. Um, the like the legit fantasy of a Supernatural game is like the open world. You get in your car, you drive around, uh, you take jobs as quests, and you do things, and then you get into these. Um, maybe like random encounters where something on the side of the road piques your attention because you have hunter vision on. Uh, so you have to pull over and check it out or you, um, have more scripted kind of events. Like I've thought about this a lot. I would just really love that (laughs) over the shoulder, uh, (laughs) camera perspective, you know, like the third person camera perspective, just like a great survival horror games. Uh, you switch between hunks. They have different special skills. So they Mm -hmm, identify mm -hmm. different issues and they can do different things. Um, I would just, I would fucking love a supernatural video game. Yeah, That'd I want to cool. I want to mix it up because I think uh when we talk about it we always talk about it like a like a third person open world type thing like a Witcher or a Red Dead mm-hmm. Redemption kind of situation. Uh I don't really think that a, a stamina based game like I mean he mentioned two bad Souls clones probably just specifically <laughs> to fuck with me but um like a, I don't think a Dark Souls kind of style combat would really work. Like a, I just don't think it would kind of mesh well with the boys' arsenal. Uh, mm-hmm. But like, how weird and dumb would be like a like a, a Marvel versus Capcom like super two D over the top <laughs> combo driven fighting game with all of like the cra- like all of the demons, all of like a Wendigo. I want like vampires. I want the alpha vampire to be like a special like you know third tier <laughs> power up combo or whatever. Like I bet that shit would be dope as hell, right? Like just go all out yeah. crazy with oh, it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That would what be about awesome. you, Jake? Mm-hmm. Uh I kinda like the um what was it? The Resident Evil kind of like what was the one with the where you have that, right? Where there's a the two chicks. It's kind of new, right? There's the one with like a shotgun, and then oh, uh, uh, Revelation, Resident Evil, Revelation. right? Yeah, so something like that would be kind of cool where you can switch between who you've got. I think it would be cool instead of like the you know you're limited on ammo, you actually get to have like all the cool stuff and just be just badass with whatever, like you know, pick your arsenal before you go out and make sure you're picking the right um, thing for the monster you're hunting. Otherwise, oh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna have cool. you know, like kind of like The Witcher. If you're not using the right sword or the right like uh, potions and stuff that you put on your blade, you're gonna have a bad time. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. Um, I would like to like kind of. Uh, do you guys remember the Punisher on like Xbox? I think it was on PlayStation. Oh man, I think I played that game. Yeah, I, that I game was just such it, a I'm, I'm fun. It, yeah. Sh- yeah, such a fun shooter game. So something like that where you're going around shooting up like maybe like mini monsters before you get to like a big monster <laughs> yeah, fight yeah. would be fun. Um, 
But Anything. WB, give it to yeah, us. Yeah, just give us a <laughs> supernatural game. That would be cool. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, um, I could be down for all of this. I just I just like seeing see my boys. In, I would love to see my boys in a video game. Like I think that would be just such a blast. They probably would suck like most licensed video games do. But man, like, if it feels yeah. like if it's going to happen, like the time is good, really good and ripe for it. So. Yeah, yeah. Once um, they retire from the TV show, then they'll they'll do uh, voice acting. Sure, in the game. yeah, of course. I'm sure they'll leave Texas to go to L.A. or wherever. Where you know, yeah. Ubisoft. Hey, I think Austin has a pretty big uh, recording scene now for like video games and anime and stuff. So hey, that's make true. it happen, everybody. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that does have a pretty big scene scene for that. That would be cool. Cool, cool. So uh, the next one is another one from Cynthia. And she says, hi, I have a question for the feedback episode, though it isn't very serious and Chris probably gets asked all the time. <laughs> but does Chris identify with Sam so much that he made sure his girlfriend's name was Jess? Or did he <laughs> make her change her name? <laughs> Interesting question. And a suggestion for a future Patreon bonus episode. Um, I don't know if either of you have watched Eric, uh, is it Kripikes? New Kripke. show time. Kripke. Kripke. Okay, thank you. Kripke's. I'm terrible with last names. Uh, time, uh, new show, Timeless, but some of the patterns are uh, built into the show are clearly influenced by Supernatural. Fake IDs, a black man named Rufus, a dead girlfriend, wife in this case, <laughs> called Jessica, uh, but Damn. also deeper patterns like making one of the main characters book smart and the other street smart, uh, who I think is basically a softer Dean Winchester in many uh, respects. I think it also... I think it is also clear that there are things he learnt in there too, like uh, making one main character a woman and the other a man and giving the third main character a clear separate love interest so that they can avoid shipping wars, um, <laughs> which is like they're still going to have shipping wars no matter what. Oh, yeah. No, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 Tumblr, Tumblr will not be quieted. <laughs> Tumblr is like, how dare you? We're going to do this anyways. I am not sure how you would do it, but being a podcaster myself, um, but it might make an interesting um, comparison. You could perhaps concentrate on the episodes since both series have H.H. Um, Holmes episodes, for example. Timeless is uh, an only in okay show, but when I watched it, I couldn't help but see the parallels with Supernatural, and it might make an interesting bonus episode. But then again, it might be a terrible idea. And since <laughs> I'm not a Patreon subscriber, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, I mean... We've talked about covering the work of other of people involved in this show. Mm-hmm. Mostly just been like, hey, let's check out what uh, Jared and Jensen have been up to. Um, but doing more Kripke stuff is, is definitely interesting. I'd never thought of that before. Um, but to answer the first question. <laughs> yeah, I want to find out, did um, Jess have to legally change her name when she started dating you? you know, uh, thankfully, um, when I put on the, the search filters on the, the dating site, <laughs> I... I I applied for only Jessica's, so that were no. Um, okay. her, her name is Jessica. It is Jessica, really funny, right? It's onlyjessica.com, yeah. the dating website where you only date Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right, right. No, her name is Jessica. That's not my fault. Uh, but when I was uh, when I was younger, my me and my friend Steve were really, really into Supernatural, and he would be like, "All right, you're the you're the Sam in this friendship, and I'm the Dean." And I'm like, "Whatever, man." Um, so that's why I started to identify with Sam a little bit more. Um, and he used to just say, "Like, hey, man, like when you go to college, like." Just don't date anybody because, you know, it's just not worth it. Like, don't yeah. <laughs> don't go having them burned on the ceiling. It was just a little little joke. But now I'm dating a girl named Jess. So uh, she hasn't caught on fire yet. And I hope it stays that way. <laughs> cross cross your fingers. Yeah. Um, to, to just talk about Timeless a little bit. I was kind of interested in watching Timeless because uh, it has the uh, I can't remember the name of her. It's Haley something. Uh, 
the the woman that played Agent Carter in the Marvel TV show and the Captain America movies. She was the, oh, the star yeah. of that. She actually went from Peggy Carter to do that show. And I was mad about it because I really, really liked Agent Carter. <laughs> and I didn't want that show to end. I wanted more of it. Uh, but I never actually got around to checking it out. And we've talked about doing bonus episodes. And uh, in the season seven premiere, we're going to talk a, a little bit more detail about that. Uh, and stuff like that is definitely a possibility. It won't be just straight up Patreon exclusive, though. Like, uh, we'll, we'll probably release it to patrons first and let them listen to it and then release it on a public feed. So even if you're not a Patreon subscriber, you'll be able to do that. So if you have suggestions for us, mm-hmm. write it in. I'll, I'll keep a list going uh, just, to, just to have it. We're not going to promise we're doing any one thing because it's between me and Chris is like actual life and the other stuff that we like to do. It's really hard to, you know, watch an entire series of television <laughs> <laughs> in between all the supernatural we're watching. But we'll definitely I'll, I'll definitely make a note of it and then we'll write it down and we'll, you know, we'll think about it. So, yeah, send that in. Our, um, our next one is from Daniel. And Daniel says, hey, guys, it's hard to believe another season is over and done with. Anyway, I want to talk about Dean, more specifically his alcoholism. So it's been hinted at for seasons mm-hmm. already, but it really started to heat up with season six, episode eight, All Dogs Go to Heaven. In that episode, when him and Dean are calling Kaz, <clears throat> excuse me, are telling Kaz, are, ta- are tailing Kaz. Wait, no, no, no. Well, I have fucked this up. Jesus, because that's not Kaz. That's <laughs> Cal was the name of that character in that, in that episode, apparently. Um, in that episode, when Sam and Dean are tailing Cal after first investigating the animal attacks, they have the following exchange. Uh, Dean says three scuzzy bars, one scuzzy strip club, a chili dog joint, seven or eight nightcaps, and now scotches in the library. I'm getting cirrhosis just watching this. In the previous episode, <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Dean's off again, on again girlfriend says he drinks half a fifth a night. For those of us non-alcoholics, that is a half of a 750 milliliter bottle every night. That's honestly not that bad, considering Dean has clearly dealing with PTSD, monster-related stress, brother-related stress, and general life mayhem. I've known people with similar tragic life experiences who sought solace in the bottle and could easily drink a handle, 1.75 liters of rot gut vodka every day, no problem, and still have conversations and live a semi normal life but dean will certainly get worse with his alcoholism i think it culminates in the japanese alcohol demon <laughs> forget the season but it's one of my most favorite episodes so i'm looking forward to japanese alcohol demon episode i don't remember that at all i think uh, i vaguely remember that <laughs> uh and while it was a great episode for a discussion as well i feel this is a good episode season place for talking about dean's alcoholism in particular and more generally the stress of our two hunks are constantly experiencing saving us from what hides under our beds and how they deal with the stress in less than productive ways thanks for the great show daniel yeah we i, I feel like we talk about uh dean's alcoholism quite a bit like i'd I like to point it out quite a bit it's it's very difficult for me to say that like alcoholism is justified alcoholism runs in my family and uh it's it's one of those things where like it's you just you could definitely see these boys would turn to the bottle as, as constantly like because mm-hmm. they would just there's so much shit that they deal with like even getting past the part that like monsters exist but also everyone in their life is literally dead right like almost every and, yeah. and, and yeah. a couple of them are that are there have already died a couple of times on their watch uh mm-hmm. so yeah it's 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 definitely something that I think we're going to continue watching and continue looking out for. It's a, it's a running thing in the the series. And I want to say at some point that it gets like vaguely dealt with, like they, they actually talk about it, but then they kind of pull away from it from the last minute. So I don't know. Do you, do you guys know as it, much as I do? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I feel like it's a, a slightly more difficult thing to address when your the bulk of your fan base uh, is, cannot legally drink. Um, and when I first watched the show, I could not legally drink. I did not drink. And I 
I, I noticed Dean's alcoholism a whole lot more back then because drinking seemed a little bit more extreme to me. Um, or, or like that volume of drinking seemed like a little bit more intense as somebody who had never drank before. Cause I didn't drink until I was like 20. And so seeing Dean drink all the time, it like, that stood out to me. I was like, wow, he like, he's clearly an alcoholic. That's part of the show. Uh, and watching it now, it seems like it almost gets brushed away as like a, um, like a man pain thing. Like they don't like treat it as seriously as I used to think that they treated it. And I know that they do get, they like actually address it at a certain point later on. Um, but it's always just like, well, just take another shot and just like lean over and take another shot because he's got his man pain. Um, but they never seem like they, they want to uh, address it in any way. Like where Dean is reliant on alcohol, even though he clearly is, even though his yeah. character clearly is reliant on alcohol, they don't ever really like say it. Like Lisa will call him out on it. Sam will be like, are you sure you should be drinking right now? But like, it's just like, it's at this point they don't treat it very seriously. It almost. Jake, yeah. you have I was going to say that's where I came up with the with the uh, PTSD was just watching that first opening mm-hmm. episode where it just he had a, a glass in almost every scene, right? Like you're just like, dude, like how I'm like, how are you drinking so much? Or like, I don't know, just seeing that thing where you're kind of like, man, like this this could go really bad where. It's one thing when, like, after a hunt or something like that, you take a drink, you know, drink to calm your nerves or something like that. But this is, like, legit, like, I'm self-medicating through alcohol. Yeah. And so, and you just tell, like, it's just, it, it feels like it's almost like he's numb to it, too. Like, it just feels like he's trying to self-medicate, but it's not even helping him get through anything. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's exactly where the PTSD, like, thought came from was just like, wow, like having to, you know, because it, it made me think of like, you know, soldiers who come back from like, you know, Afghanistan and Iraq and all this other stuff mm-hmm. where like drinking and stuff like that is like, they have to numb their mind somehow to kind of get cope with this stuff. And, then, you know, especially what he dealt with at the end of season five. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm right on board with you guys. Uh, thanks for thanks for writing in, Daniel. We appreciate that. Yeah, uh, always yeah. good to talk, talk to have like a serious conversation about some stuff in the middle of a mm-hmm. of a hunk hoedown, if you will. <laughs> a hunk hoedown. <laughs> that's what we call them. Yep. All right. This next one is from Grant uh, Jones, dude at JonesHouse.com, Twitter uh, at Jones, dude. Uh, so season six feedback. Okay. Can you explain to me how Castiel can erase Lisa and Ben's memory of Dean, but he can't erase Sam's memories of hell. I was just thinking that same thing. Uh, it would have made everyone's lives a lot easier. Also, you covered an episode where our hunks time travel back to the old West and didn't comment on how it was basically just back to the future three. Anyways, y'all have been great and really motivated me to watch more supernatural. Keep up the good work. Um, yeah, why didn't why didn't Castiel just like do that? Why didn't he put the magic bandaid on Sam? Um, I'm assuming because he's got like the well, no, because he can heal Sam. I was thinking like maybe the the Enochian carved into his ribs could could serve as some sort of barrier to that, like he couldn't get through. But I mean, he's he heals Sam all the time, like and he teleports Sam all the time. So I guess like his angel mojo does work on the brothers. Um, I can't really think of a good in show, like a, a good yeah. in canon reason why it wouldn't work, other than like the writers didn't think about it for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, wasn't it also so be like his soul was so traumatized that like it's actually his soul that like has true, these true. things. So that's why you have to build yeah, the like, barrier between his mind and his soul, so that way he he doesn't get. Because what was it like? It felt like he was skinned alive or something like that. That's what his soul felt like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's a that's a good point. It's it's more of a like. Your your very soul has been wounded, and it's not just uh, repressed memories, painful yeah. memories. It is like a, a 
a part of you that has just has a huge scar across it. Mm-hmm. And and really, maybe uh, Lisa by being just the coolest chick alive that has no problem with really anything. And that's she's the <laughs> only person that 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 would have worked on. Like, has literally can't do that to anybody else but Lisa because Lisa is just so laid back about every goddamn thing in her life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the Back to the Future stuff. I yeah, I forgot to bring that up too. But that was my thoughts too. Like, I'm like, this is like a lot of Back to the Future stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, especially at yeah, the end when absolutely. it's like we've got this running bet about. <laughs> About this stupid thing. Are you Sam Winchester? Yeah, that was total Back to the Future. It's been a long time since I've seen yeah, Back to um, the Future 3. I uh, I don't remember liking that movie, though. Like, I don't remember actually enjoying watching it, especially after 1 and 2. So uh, maybe I've just blocked it out of my memory. Maybe Kaz wiped my memory. So. Oh, <gasps> could be. <laughs> right on. Um, Jake, you're up next. So the next one comes... Yeah, so the next one comes from Dilly Bones. Um... Am I reading the website, not their email? <laughs> yeah, read, read the their website. Their website is sorry. a yeah, a horrible podcast at gmail dot com. So check out their their podcast. Uh, the message is: I know both of you boys love other types of monster hunting hunks, so I figured uh, I'd give you an ex- excuse to talk Witcher. If you had to map the following hunks onto the nearest matches from the world of the Witcher, what would you say? I've been pondering, and I think the only one I can nail down is that Bobby is totally Vesemir. Did I say that right? Uh, so you got Dean, Sam, Bobby, Cass, Crowley, Joe, Ellen, John, etc. Have fun delving into Witcher lore and boring half of your audience. Love you, Hans. <laughs> Dylan. Yeah. Dylan was our, our guest for season four, uh, I believe. And uh, if you haven't checked out his podcast, Horrible Podcast, uh, it's him and three of his dudes. Uh, they go through and, and cover horror movies. They 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 don't spoil them though. So like it's a really good way to get introduced to possibly new movies you haven't seen and like why they're good or bad. Like I just listened to their comparison between the original It movie and the most recent It movie, and it was really really good. And they didn't spoil anything, which is really hard to do because spoilers. There's a killer clown in the It movies, y'all. That's the movie. <laughs> that's, that's really uh, anyway. Uh, I'm I'm going to disappoint Dylan on this one because uh like my experience with the Witcher is so extremely limited. I'm just going to offer up that uh if anybody is dandelion it has to be Crowley. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. Okay. Um Okay. So, I'm like let's see. I only played Witcher 2, so does that still count? <laughs> sure, yeah. If you if you have somebody come up, come up with it, man. Um okay. All right, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby is Vesemir, who is like the old wizened Witcher guy, who kind of you know he teaches he teaches everybody. He he's he's a step above everybody. Um, Dean would be Geralt. I think that that's pretty clear. He is he's your like hunter guy who is on the hunter path, doing the hunter stuff. So wait, um, not, not John. Sam. No, John. John is somebody else. We're gonna get to John. Okay. Um, Sorry, I had to be Sam. <laughs> Sam is uh, Siri. Uh, Cirilla. The uh-huh. um the chosen one basically she has all these powers and there's all these people trying to get to her and just like there's all these forces pulling at Sam uh and in The Witcher Geralt is the only buddy only person besides Yennefer who is really trying to uh to help Ciri uh and Geralt in particular is trying to help Ciri be Ciri and do what she thinks is best um for herself and not to not to be like influenced by all these other people uh, which isn't exactly Dean's role but Dean is the one who's trying to to keep Sam. Uh, Sam and keep him doing his thing. Um, so uh, hopefully I remember his name, Emir von Var Emerus or whatever the the emperor dude um, from the he's like uh, he's Siri's real father. That's John Winchester because he, uh, he wants 
Siri, so John wants Sam to just do the thing. Do what you're supposed to do. Um, come back to me. Don't go off on your own. Don't go live your life. Don't be a witcher. I need you to, even though he wants Sam to be a hunter, uh, he wants Siri come back and, and be with me and do what I want you to do. And that's what John wanted for Sam. Sam John wanted Sam to come and, and do his stuff. Dandelion, um, Dean's uh, friend, uh, bard friend. Yeah, that's gotta be Crowley. Castiel, that's that's the one I'm not totally sure if I guess in this position it'd be Yennefer, but Castiel and Yennefer are nothing alike. So, um. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they both they're both like have magic, and they're both kind of uh, by the nature of who they are are lacking a small bit of humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, yeah, there's not really a whole lot of comparison you can make between the two. Castiel is a lot like Yennefer and Triss, um, mm-hmm. because Triss is sort of like. She's a more removed from like the main crew. She wants to be with Geralt, but she can't be because that's rude. Um, that's um, yeah. I don't know. I don't really know who Castiel would be. Do you want to keep that's going? My, yeah, that's my answer. You still, you still got yeah, John no, That's all. That's all I got. That's all I got. <laughs> that's all you got. Okay. That's all you, got. you can keep going. Yeah, man. I would only you. add from like. I would only add from Witcher Two. Uh, Solo Sam is Letho because he's mm-hmm, just. Mm-hmm. Big- this is a big thing of like a uh, yeah hunk of man meat. He's just a <laughs> hunk of muscle, <laughs> and he's yeah, like, man, I don't, I don't want to kill the king, but like I'm supposed to. So like that's what I, yeah, just, I don't really a give a shit. Uh, I was like trying to think who who would Lorveth be like uh, Crawley maybe I don't know. Um, I think Dandelion is probably the best one, but yeah, Lefel is the only one I could think of because I'm like he stands out the most from Witcher Two just because of how freaking monstrous he is, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, thinking of uh, Solus Sam being all slick and muscular with his size like extra small shirts uh, during the first <laughs> half of the season. <laughs> but yeah, I, th- I think you've got it covered there, uh, Chris. <laughs> yeah, no, sweat. that was that was that was <laughs> yeah. deep. That was depth. I, I love that yeah. so much. <laughs> this is what I live for. Uh, thank you, Dylan, for writing in. And like I said, everybody go check out their podcast. Yeah, thank you, Dylan. Um, uh, finally, from our good friend, Mai, uh, she says, Hi, boys, and possibly a guest. Uh, tomorrow, you wake up and you have become one of the following from this <laughs> season of Supernatural. A dragon, a fairy, or a vampire? Which one do you choose? Jake, you're up first. Dragon, fairy, or vampires. Oh, uh, Specifically from season six. Like, we can't just be a, a dragon, like, from Monster Hunter World or some shit. <laughs> you can't be Lestat. Um, like, you have to be one of these vampires. <laughs> well, dang it. <laughs> I guess, I guess a dragon. Um, I, I don't, I don't like any of these. <laughs> yeah, none of these. This is, <laughs> this is a real Sophie's Choice situation we've got ourselves in. Right yeah, now. I was just like, uh, I'm like, a, a vampire? Because if I'm a vampire, then I have to dress up like the bootleg Twilight guys, right? To try mm-hmm. to, like, I don't, I'm not feeling that. And a fairy, I'm probably going to be stuck, like, making shoes and stuff and pretending to. If anybody spills, like, like salt, you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm done. You, that's your whole Green, whatever the hell it was. And then so. I'm on the Salt Report podcast, so that's bad news. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so just listen to Jesse complain about, like, what she didn't like about Captain America's beard. No, I don't know. So, uh, I, yeah, just default dragon, I guess. Like,. I mean, yeah, it, it sounds a lot cooler than it was on the show. 
the uh, um, the issue I have with this is like I, I would normally go vampire because I am I am one true goth as, as everybody you're knows, goth, right. knows. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the the supernatural vampires are are not very goth like they're just they're more yeah. like animalistic in a, in a way like I know we've met some like, yeah. like more human more merciful vampires but like in a, for the majority of them they're like oh yeah let's let's dress up in shitty clothes and let's uh, you know con a bunch of chicks to to hang out with us and yeah. um, and then use them as food so I can't do that. The fairies and I'm, I've just, I've always been kind of interested in, in the fae and in fairies and like I'm reading in fiction and stuff, but I've never, ever, ever, ever wanted to be one. So I, I gotta, I gotta pass on this too. Like these dudes did not look yeah. very cool. So the dragons, I believe are implied to be immortal. And even though we don't really see it, uh, it's, like we know for a fact that they can transform from human form into a dragon and then fly and like be strong enough to take down an airplane. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. That I mean, that sounds pretty dope, right? Like that sounds like if I if I'd, I I would go take down an airplane right now, like that would be something I would be into go, to go do. So yeah. yeah, um, I would also have to go with dragon because it's like you, you're you're very powerful. You you covet gold, which is like might be a hassle, but like I already covet like like action figures, which is just as bad. Um, and you have to live in like I feel like they live in like dark dank places as just sort of like a general rule. That's where they like to hang out. I mean, I already you know. The rent around place. here is just that the best I could do is a dark dank hole anyway. So um, <laughs> it just that all sort of just checks out. You got to be a dragon. So yeah, dragon. Uh, uh, it'd be cool if it was a dragon from the magicians because that dragon was pretty badass. Like, <laughs> like you straight up call him like you fucking millennials. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like if you're not back, I'm gonna eat you. So I was like, yes, yeah, so I want to be that dragon. But yeah, the um, the Anyways. alpha vampire from from the season is actually the dean at that at. Uh, Almost said hot. Oh snap! Yes, no, he no, is um, at uh, break pills. Yeah, so. freaking break pills. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of crossover <laughs> from from. Rain you gotta Rain watch Rain. that, uh, Chris. That's that's some um, like stuff. It's yeah, weird. I tried to watch it with Jess the other weekend. She was like, "This looks stupid. Please don't put it on." Sorry, Jess, <laughs> but I will try to watch it. I just never watch TV by myself. I always watch it with her. <laughs> it's uh, it's 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 very sexed up. Like, from, and the books aren't really like that. Like, it's it's very. Um, yeah. It, it's it's very much like oh let's make everybody super hot and dress kind of like provocatively and always be saying the, the f word because we're sci-fi and we can do that now for some reason yeah i was wow. kind of like yeah i was kind of like shocked by the team like sci-fi can cuss like this yeah. uh, it, it definitely does the uh it gets better uh as you go along especially like after the first couple episodes because you're kind of just confused but um yeah, you you go on a journey on the show because I was like, what is that? There's like suicide prevention stuff uh, and uh, even like rape stuff. So just if you got trigger warning and you want to check it out, just so that you know. Yeah, it gets, uh, but they it gets do pretty, handle it. Yeah, graphic. Yeah, they do handle it pretty well, and and they also have the the numbers and stuff like that for for uh, you know uh, help. So just you know, in case you're triggered by any of that stuff, that's that is in the show. So good to know. Uh, finally, uh, Mai says, um, please someone spoil me or Lisa and Ben off the show for good. I like Lisa. They should have pushed the last two episodes into season seven and ended with the man who would be King episode. It would have made for a better season finale. At least we can continue watching. Love my, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I I just go like, I don't, Lisa's not ever going to come back. I think she's, she's barely mentioned it throughout the rest of the series. So sorry. Yeah. Cause Sam doesn't want to get a broken nose. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. This was, this was something that I think that they, they had to do. They they had no idea how to deal with, with Lisa and Ben. And I think they rightfully chose not to kill these two people off. Um, you know, they're not, they're not shy about killing their female characters off, but at least with this one, they just, you know, 
changed her memories against her will without having her consent and then wrote her off the ship. Oh God, this might be even worse. Jesus. Maybe they should have just killed <laughs> mm-hmm. her. Anyway, <clears throat> they should have just had Dean have to deal with the fact that like, well, I, I got tangled up in this relationship. Uh, I hurt them both in the, like a breakup kind of way, mm-hmm. but also in the fact that they are now going to be susceptible to this danger forever um, because of my existence. And not just a, uh, like you said last episode, I think, like, erase your memory, like, they might still be in trouble, but they wouldn't know who was saving them anyway, yeah, but absolutely. they just never come back up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So sorry, Mai. She's gone. Uh, um, I think okay. we have one left, and we it's have... a doozy. So, Chris, you're up. Okay, so this is from Nico at, uh, how, does anybody know how to say that I don't, before I actually attempt to say it? I'm gonna say, uh, Gostini? Gost- Guastini? Guastini? Yeah, I'll go there. Apologies, Nico, okay. if, we're, if we're butchering that. Okay. All right, this next one is from Nico. Uh, Nico Guastini, sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Hi, Chris and Jeremy. Uh, I've spent the last few months frantically catching up on, on Monster of the Week, and hopefully I made it in time for the Season 6 feedback. Well, indeed you did. <laughs> were I active more on Twitter, I probably would have written in sooner. Mostly, I just want to say thanks for taking the time and effort to do what you do. You guys are thoughtful, hilarious, and the best kind of both fans and critics. Early on in the show, one of you guys mentioned that Supernatural's fan base uh, often earns a bad reputation, but you guys and your guests have really shown a very different side to that. Well, Jake is going to change all of that. <laughs> yeah, um, just kidding. Just ruin that <laughs> ruined trend. it forever. I'm going to have to just uh, really having been a fan. to get rid of Jake's audio from this podcast. We just kicked him off in the very beginning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having been a fan uh, somewhat quietly for quite a while now, it's cool to see or hear other people having the same kind of conversations my friends and I, and, uh, my friends and I have, but much funnier. So thanks for sharing. As for season six, I'm glad you guys ended up liking it more than you thought for me season six was really the turning point for me coming to like uh the often criticized sam uh same brother of dane uh i like to read soulless <laughs> sam not as a different character from soulful sam but more of an incomplete one he is uh not having a soul uh, or his not having a soul often was shown in terms of what he specifically lacked namely his empathy and conscious um while I feel like it got a bit lost in the jungle of plot threads of season six, I think that the writers were illustrating a side of Sam that both did exist before and still does. It's just managed. Uh, it's just managed by his having a soul. In a lot of ways, season six feels like both a reaction to and a commentary on season one through five. And I feel like maybe they wanted to reach through to the viewers that were having trouble with Sam's overwroughtness. How successful? How successful they were? I'm not so sure. But I just wondered what you thought of the idea. Anyway, sorry for being so long-winded. Here's looking forward to hearing everything you guys have to say going forward. Keep up that great stuff. Thanks again, guys. Carry on. P.S. Jeremy, I thought it was worth putting out there that uh, your great plug on Radio Free Midworld a while back. That is what got me to listen to monster of the week and chris i don't know for sure but i've never heard of the spm books having audiobook editions i think you're the man for the job same I agree. Uh, well thank <laughs> you for writing that in and i um i really like i really like what you're saying here season six as sort of a commentary on the first five seasons because it has to be in a way being the clear like step away from what we were before and, and going forward um i i like a lot of what you're saying about uh soul of sam being a very real part of sam and I think that we may have touched on it just a little bit, but you said it very well here. Um, Sam Sam does have this thing inside of him, no matter what. Um, his his like thirst for revenge, even in like season one, what he was willing to do, how far he was willing to go to destroy Yellow Eyes. Like, yeah, he would still feel bad if he hurt somebody in the process, but it got to the point where he was like gonna do anything. And then season four, obviously, where he's going to do anything to to kill um, uh, Lilith. Or even season three, where he's like gets drunk and then tries to uh, kill a Crossroads demon. He's just he can do a lot of really destructive, um, 
bad things, I guess, because that's that all is within Sam. And of course, not having a soul means he doesn't have the conscience to to guide him to not do that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I like the the idea of, of soulless Sam being a real, very real part of of soulful Sam. I also liked his point about it being a uh, soulless soulless Sam being in terms of being less than soulful Sam. Like I don't I don't think that's something really we discussed or or got around to talking about during our coverage on this. But it's I just I just like that that approach to the character i like that perspective on the character mm-hmm. um, a lot it's not because someone that's completely different it's just sam without some inhibitions and without some mm-hmm. some guidance really and without that conscience yeah. yeah so which is probably why i like the dude and it sucks that it <laughs> came with all the baggage so. yeah. um huh. any last thoughts before we get out of here it's, we've been recording for a while so let's uh we can we can wrap this yeah. baby up and and put it in the <laughs> oven that's what you do with babies right uh season six season six is a is a mess like that comment uh season six is a <laughs> it's a mess but it's a mess that i like and it's uh you know i i think there's definitely enough there to for hopefully most viewers to propel them onto season seven it, there was enough there for me the first time i watched it certainly enough there now for me to want to keep doing this podcast my enthusiasm for it hasn't changed at all um so yeah season six isn't as good as the other ones but it's it's still supernatural yeah, Jake, any last thoughts? Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Um I had a blast um watching it. I enjoyed having those uh, Monster of the Week episodes again. That was fun. Um and I mean I, I said earlier it's just more hunks. Like um there's always something to like even in a bad episode. Like you you can't help but talk about like what about this part or what about them. You know what? I didn't say this earlier. I'm sorry I'm bringing this up at the very end. But the fact that you caught that um they're trying to call out um, fate by walking in the park and like walking up to dogs. I didn't catch it the first time either, and that's the cool, like the cool thing about like supernatural. Like when you have these little things or the Havana poster in the background. Like these writers are excellent, yeah. and it's um it's like I to be honest, with you, I mean I'm just gonna not blowing smoke up your guys' butts or anything, but your guys' podcast is so fun and points out these things that we might have missed. That it makes you enjoy these episodes even more, like knowing that about this whole like communist Stop thing. It. Knowing, dude, I'm telling you, you guys are dope. <laughs> like, I'm like, Stop. all these guys sending me all the comments, dude. It's for reals. Uh, no, like it's really cool. Like the the what you you can glean, I guess, from the show, and and like, man, like, it, and it's cool because it points back to their acting, points back to the writing. Sure, some of it misses the mark, but. Um, there's some really cool stuff happening in the show, and um, I think uh, the world's a better place for it, and a better place uh, having you guys podcast about it. So, uh, thank you guys for Stop. doing the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Jake, for guesting. That th- thank you for all the nice yes, words. Thank you also, so much. thank yeah, you for me. everybody that wrote in. And um, <clears throat> and if you if you if you're worried that you missed the deadline, don't worry. Go ahead and send it in. Uh, I'll I'll save it. We'll read it on the season seven feedback episode. I keep all of that stuff year year round. So, um, yeah. Thank you everyone for who wrote in. We're going to get out of here. Jake, uh, tell us where you can be found on the internet again, just in case they forgot from earlier. Sure. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Lionheart. Uh, you can find my podcast on iTunes and at Fireside. It's the Salt Report. Um, you just Google that in and it'll pop up. And if you want to listen to some uh, nerdy rap music, uh, you can go to jakelionheart.bandcap.com and everything's free. 
Chris, where are you at nowadays? Have you changed your Twitter handle? Uh, again? I am. I am still deliberately um, still soldiering bones. on as uh, at local bones on Twitter. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you can talk to me at JG Greer, the podcast. And all of its various social media networks can be found at monsteroftheweek.cool. If you want to support the show, the most direct way to do it is by donating to our Patreon, patreon.com slash monsteroftheweek. You can get some cool stuff. Uh, the first round of postcards hit this week. I got mine in the mail, Chris, and they look really nice. I think I forgot to tell you that, but I got them over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Uh, they look I'm very happy sweet. that uh, those are finally out. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and they, they also get lots of cool stuff. Like you can go hang out in discord and talk to us where we talk about supernatural all the goddamn time. Like it never stops talking sure about do. supernatural in there. <laughs> like it's literally all we do and it is fantastic. So go check that out. If you can't do that, no big deal. Just listen to the show. Leave an iTunes review. That's totally fine as well. We love all of you guys, especially people that are joining up and listening to 60 something episodes in three weeks. Like Brandy <laughs> did. That's insane. Um, Again, thank you to everybody, and we'll be back next week starting Season 7. Woo! Woo! Bye, guys. Okay, is it weird that in my mind I hear the music right now? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I can't listen to Carry On My Wayward Son anymore. Like, it's just, it's just it, the song has been ruined for me. Like, because I, I, I do it. I don't have like that pre-done or anything. I do it like I, I do a fresh mix of that every single episode. So yeah, like I, I just it's ruined for me forever and ever. Amen. Yeah, it came on the radio when I was uh, picking up Steve for work the other day, and I was like, "Well, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, I was at work and we were doing a project, and my buddy puts on his tunes, and sure enough, it comes on, and I was like waiting for it to cut, where it's like, "Welcome to Monster of the Week," <laughs> <laughs> or I think I in my mind I did the whole like. And I was like, I'm Jeremy Green. <laughs> I did it in my own mind. I, yeah. uh, that's good. I messed up, but I yeah, I did the exact same shit. Okay, I'm recording now. <laughs> Dang, that was kind of funny, Jeremy. Alright, I'll do I'll just, we'll start the bit from the top. Um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That used to happen a lot on Chomp Chain, where it's still, I mean, even the last time we recorded it happened. The recording just stops randomly. Joe's laptop has a little hiccup, and we don't lose anything, but then he'll be like, all right, say that last thing you just said again. I'm like, I don't want (laughs) to. I already made the joke. You guys didn't laugh the first time. I don't want to do it again. (laughs) Fuck your laptop, man. I'm not going to let it control my life or my jokes. (laughs) Fuck your laptop, you coward. Uh, who is calling me from Roanoke, Texas? I don't know anybody from Roanoke. Ooh, Roanoke. Yeah. No. So, Jake, you should know this. Jeremy always gets a call right when we're about to start <laughs> recording. It's ridiculous. It's like fucking clockwork, man. I don't... Yeah. And this is why I start reading supernatural uh, novels. Oh, nice. You know, I was thinking about writing some fanfic for the show, but... Anyway, why the fuck do didn't it. you, do Jake? It. Do it. We had somebody. I can make it. some up. We had somebody I write mean, in and say they were, they were going to start writing poetry for us. So I can't wait to get that. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I'll do some. I'll do some made up fanfic. But like, Castile walks into the room, says, "Dean, you've been praying for." Him? <laughs> 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 the, um, the the same fanfic that I keep writing every time I, I always send it to Nis on um, uh, Discord. It's just like. Um, something about like Castiel put his hand on Dean's stiff member. Don't, Dean said. You'll wake Sam. <laughs> Castiel looked back at the slumbering giant in the back seat. Whoa, the slumbering giant. That's my favorite part yeah. of that. I think.
It's I don't have anything else. It's just the one scene. We should make a. We should do a chain thing. Like you, you write, you write a paragraph, and then Jake will write a paragraph, and then I'll write a paragraph, and then we'll like just pass it around the Monster of the Week community until we get a full fanfic going. There was the thing that that game. I don't know if it's like a drinking game or whatever, where you write down, um, you you write a couple sentences about something, and then you only show the last sentence to the next person, and they have to continue the story from there, and then they only show their last sentence to the person after them. Mm. Uh, and then you read the one big story and it's just usually it's r- ridiculous <laughs> that's the kind of drinking games I guess I played <laughs> yeah that's that's a hot drinking game I was, a, I was an English major boys and write <laughs> yeah <laughs> what a couple of geeks oh. I found the uh, best of Dean and Castile fanfics so yeah, it's not. I mean, you can throw a rock, man, and start hitting. <laughs> it's not hard to get into. Get into yeah, there's stuff. the completely Dean Win- Winchester hurt slash comfort and angst stories. Ooh. So, Oof. that one's yeah. Dean. Stories full of Dean angst and hurt comfort, focusing entirely on Dean, wherein he's hurt, injured, physically or mentally, <laughs> dying, kidnapped, torture, etc. Wow, Jesus. <laughs> okay, guys. <laughs> The fanfic community is like extremely detail oriented nowadays. Like, like with all of the weird stuff that they put in there, like all the tags and stuff. Like, you can just mm-hmm. find out what's what. Like, find something super specific and weird. So, gotta gotta have that fanfic. Oh, hundred percent. Admiring my bookshelf, I'm not really sure how I feel about it. I moved all my manga into this room. Is that the one that all of the manga that fell on top <laughs> that of fell you? on you? Yeah. <laughs> It's a new bookshelf. Well, this one is, it's an old bookshelf, but I put my manga on it. I fucking, you know, what's not a great idea is, uh, buying a lot of stupid shit because at some point you're going to have to get rid of that stupid shit. And that's the predicament I am in right now. You don't know what to, I mean, you could just sell it. I'm just, yeah, I'm probably going to sell it. I'm just looking at this stuff and I'm like, why? Why? Or goodwill. (laughs) Why do I have 14 volumes of Tokyo Ghoul? I don't even really like it that much. That's a lot. I look at my comics like that. Like, yeah. and I've stopped buying uh, physical comics, but I've got like like three shelves full of comics, and I'm like, I probably will never ever read this stuff again. But like, I have all of the <laughs> Lucifer collection. Like, yay! <laughs> it's like a thing of pride, though, right? You can look at your whole collection. That's true. And, like, I got them all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a big reason. Why or be I like me and pull them off the shelf when they do a bad like rendition on TV. Yeah. <laughs> Just brood over it. Runaways. Is that what's about to happen? No, no, we've already had our thing on the Saw Report. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I did pull out my books. I'm like, no, what's wrong with you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jake, tell me about your monster hunting experiences. Are you are you having fun? Uh, I am now that I'm able to play it. Um, so my internet just got really crappy. Um, I think on Monday or something like that when I got it. Mm-hmm. And it took two days to download just the base thing. <laughs> oh, fuck. And I didn't realize there was two, yeah. two downloads. Oof. So I'm like, what the crap is taking so long to download? And uh, so then I'm like running around and then it's like uh, you do all the like, what is it, almost like an hour before you actually with the cutscenes and everything um, get to the canteen area. Mm-hmm. And the chick is up there is like, hey, you know, like. Um, I'm downloading the quest right now, so go ahead and do whatever you need to do, head up to the training area and stuff like that. So I go to the training area, I go and mess with, around with like my gear, I go and eat like I don't know how many meals from the cat because the thing is just adorable. And um, <laughs> uh, I'm like, what is going on? And so then I stop and I think um, 
I tweeted somebody um, about it because I'm like, am I supposed to do something before this thing? Because this is downloading. So am I supposed to do something like to trigger it? And they're like, oh, yeah, you're, I think you're supposed to eat something. And I'm like, well, I had three meals. So I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's a trigger. And then um, so because it wasn't loading, I started another um, build a character or whatever. And so I made a chick just to you know have a chick character. And when I get to the same place, that's when it's like, oh, it's your thing is still downloading. So I'm like, what? And I check my notifications. And sure enough, it's like, no, you still have like 13 hours or something like what? that. So I don't think I actually got to play until like Thursday or Friday yeah. when I started downloading it on Monday. Oh, that sucks. Um, yeah. So I don't know what's up with my internet. So I ended up calling them out. And so I guess the soonest I can have them over is like on the 12th because of whatever. So I'm like, this sucks. That's like so like recording like the salt report now. sucked. <laughs> yeah. Like I had to record like put my like headset into my phone and then record on my laptop separately. Oof. So it was weird. So editing this episode is gonna be upcoming episode is gonna be interesting. But for today I was just like, screw it, I'm just gonna use my <laughs> in-laws internet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not ruining Monster of the Week. <laughs> That's okay. I, I ruin it on a, on a constant basis, so yeah. don't worry about it. It'll be it'll be fine. Those early episodes where my internet was just like like just two <laughs> yeah. two tin cans window, rubbing up the against window, each the window, other. The window, the window. Oh my god! <laughs> but, was... No, other than that, no. The monster hunting has been pretty fun. Like, um, I, I feel like anytime you get frustrated, there's something adorable that happens that makes you not like want to play, or something <laughs> funny happens. I guess. Yeah, I'm, I am. Um, uh, I'm, I'm deep into it. Like I, I, I played a lot today. <laughs> like I was just going through and like all the optional shit. I'm like, oh yeah, let me go collect these two eggs for the canteen so I can get a new ingredient so I can make a new meal. Like I'm trying to level up that canteen as much as possible because every time you level it up, you get more cats making you food, and I'm all fucking cats. So. <laughs> Dope. There's still a lot I need to learn about this game. I'm starting to get into the groove. Saturday I played a lot, but I usually can't play like online stuff. Or I wouldn't play online stuff on the weekend because it's the only time that I'm with Jess. Um, but she had to go do like stuff for her friend's wedding on Saturday, so I played it for like three hours with Steve. Uh, and then during some fight, I had died three times after I think 36 minutes we had spent fighting this thing, and then I just like randomly died. And I was like, oh okay. And then he's like still fighting, still like talking to me. And I was like, no, Steve, I'm not fucking playing this anymore. <laughs> I just wasted 36 minutes. I'm good, buddy. I'll talk to you later. He was like, oh, all right, later. I'm not doing that again. (laughs) That happened to me on a, um, like, I was like minute 40 into uh, the T-Rex quest, the Anjanroth. Yeah, that's the one I'm on now. And uh, and he's like really, really tough, but... uh, he led me to some area and then some like badass motherfucker came out like that I'd never seen before <laughs> and they started fighting and this badass motherfucker just like lit me up immediately and I died. Was it the it uh, was like, Wyvern thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, oh, yeah, yeah. it just lit me the fuck up and I died and like that was my last time to be able to faint so I'd failed the yeah. mission and I was like, I'm kind of done with this for the day. Yeah. I think I'm just going to go do something else for a little while. <laughs> so we were, we were on an expedition which is, you know, you just doing free stuff, you know, doing whatever. We were looking for um, a certain type of ore. And we keep seeing this T-Rex thing. And Steve is a way higher level than me. So I was like, dude, you want to just like, let's go fight this thing? Like, it'll be fun. Even if we die, it'll be fun. And so that's what we did. We were just chasing this thing down. One of us would die. The other one would like keep tracking it, keep fighting it. Um, and in Expedition, you can keep coming back over and over again. So it's all good. And then finally, out of nowhere, uh, this Wyvern thing shows up. They start fighting. I was like, oh, fuck. And Steve was like, yeah, we got to stay away from that thing. <laughs> They're duking it out. Finally, the wyvern thing like takes off or goes away. So we're like, all right, let's go back in for the kill here. 
Uh, and then the T-Rex just ran away and then was gone from the map after like probably another 40 minutes. This didn't oh, matter. We wow. were just doing it for like shits and gigs, <laughs> but we were like, what? Why? Huh? It just left. <laughs> it's just gone. And that yeah, was in it. expedition mode, the, uh, the big monsters will, uh, they'll time out eventually. So like, they don't let you just infinitely chase after them. I don't, I don't know why. I'm sure that there's probably like, something like there's probably yeah. some limitation in the game or something that, so that uh, you're that, not that just like sense. Yeah. you could wear it down one hit at a time at like level one and then eventually get all like the sweet materials and gear or whatever that you would get from yeah. it yeah. um you don't really have levels in this game though right not really no like you have not uh, really yeah a hunter rank which can kind of controls like what level of quest that you can get out to and then um other than that it's really just your gear and upgrading your gear and stuff which is very fucking confusing like i'm like i've like i have armor that i was wearing before and it's like uh all at level 10 like it's maxed out at level 10 and i know that like as you progress through the game like you get higher levels that you can upgrade stuff to but then i, I finally found this outfit that i like um that's when i was posting up on twitter this weekend with like the, the cool ass shades and like the furry collar and uh that only goes up to level four for some reason and i'm like well, that kind of fucking sucks if i can't upgrade my shit to you know, like level 10 just because it's yeah. not, yeah. and I'm going to have to like change my outfit to, to be able to like have a yeah. higher armor. I want to just be, I want to be a true gamer, like from the get go. I don't want to have yeah, to like, absolutely. <laughs> I, want, I need to stuff. be able to min max this. How am I going to yeah. be, how am I going to be a min max gamer if I can't min max my shit? I always want to min max. Like I used to do that in like final fantasy. Um, but outside of final fantasy, like eight, I, I just don't know how to do that in any video game. And I'm terrible. Actually, so what I'm what I'm going to tell you guys right now is I'm fucking terrible at video games. Turns out, <laughs> you heard it here <laughs> first, everybody. You're a pro gamer. Though. Like I have nine million hours in The Witcher Three, and like I'm all right at it, but like I don't <laughs> like I don't really know what I'm doing. I just like it a lot. I don't know. There might be a couple games that I'm kind of good at, but MGS Three. Like man, you're like haunted by ghost gamers. Yeah, haunted by gamers. <laughs> <laughs> haunted by gamers oh god it's like the worst way to get haunted it's same indeed yeah. please hurry up kill all of these gamers so i can live my normal life please jesus fucking christ <laughs> Uh, that's my favorite bit from your video. We were like, hello, so, hey guys, what's up? <laughs> what's up, guys? Oh, yeah, it was my Twitch streamer ghost. <laughs> yeah. yeah that too, that was I don't know. If, what, I said something like, um, my mom won't let me, like, I'm on a hunger strike because my mom won't let me game after bedtime, getting kind of hungry, um, feeling kind of faint, lol, but like, so it was something like that. That's how he died. He was on a hunger strike because he wanted his Twitch stream. Yeah. <laughs> I love that shit. Oh, it's so good. I'm such a dumb. I'm like I'm just alone with my iPad doing all this <laughs> fucking weirdo. It's not ghost gamer lore. <laughs> Died on oh. your strike. That's how YouTube videos get made. That's what the, that's what they don't tell you. Like all of those big YouTube channels, it's just one guy alone with a laptop. Yeah. Like they're just pretending to have half everything else. I promise. Yep. Yep. Um. Do you guys have a good weekend? Everything was good. Everything was awesome. Yeah, enough, enough with the small talk. Let's get down to our hunks. <laughs> Look, man, I wanted. Uh, did you did you watch the big game yesterday? Yeah, I did because I had to. Wow. Uh, I had to go and hang out with my uh, with my grandmother because my parents wanted to go to a party. So they were like, "Hey," because my grandmother can't like be alone. So um, gotcha. me and Jess had to go and, and hang out. So we just watched the uh, we watched the big game. Tm the um, big game. <laughs> 
But it I was like fun. that your grandma was like a big football fan. She just kept like saying stuff and being like asking me questions. And I was like, I don't know shit about football. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought the new uh, touchdown rule uh, would have prevented that kind of t- that kind of play. Chris, what do you think? And Chris is like, what? <laughs> Nana, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, Nana. <laughs> I just imagine her like being way into the game. And Chris, like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, yeah Chris is I'm a, she's like, way Chris, I can't imagine. He fumbled at the three yard line. And you're like... Yeah, Grandma Swell. It's like, Grandma, I'm a gamer, all right? <laughs> I'm not a yeah. Come on, please. I'm not a sport. You're like, did you see that uh, Cloverfield uh, commercial, yeah, Grandma? I was that pretty was psyched about all those commercials. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I was pretty hype on that uh, Han Solo trailer. That's, that shit mm-hmm. looks awesome. I just want it to be uh, all Childish Gambino, though. Like, I just want that yeah. movie to be like, <laughs> I think the, the problem is, is that it feels like Donald Glover is a lot cooler than Lando actually is, because Lando's like, kind <laughs> of a dirtbag. Right? I know. I want. I want a really cool fucking dirt bag. Like I, I want him to betray me. I feel like. I feel like. Uh, I want Childish Gambino's version of Lando Calrissian to step on my neck. Like all these lesbians on Twitter. Oh sure, sure, sure. Step on their neck. <laughs> sure, like, sure, I feel sure. like that's the same thing. Like I just want him to betray he, me and do me dirty. I want him to like swindle yeah. me out of an airship or something. But I feel oh, like man. it's Han who swindles. It's yeah, Han swindles him out of the Millennium Falcon. You know, Lando's not really that bad of a guy. He's just got a crush on Princess Leia, and he turns him over to Darth Vader, you know, because he's under a lot of pressure. <laughs> you know, he doesn't have any allegiance to these these folks. And he comes around in the third movie, so, like, uh, I don't want to hate. How come they haven't brought him? Did he die in the... Like, haven't, why haven't we seen, like, a weirdly um, de-aged CGI version of Lando yet? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Films? Yeah, that sounds about right. It feels weird not having notes. I'm telling but you, I don't man. need notes. So. <laughs> felt weird. Felt weird not watching Supernatural last night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, what, what, what am I doing? I need to watch an episode of Supernatural. Yeah, during during the big game, Jess was like, "Are you going to watch Supernatural after this?" I was like, "I don't have to." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, it feels weird and like i feel like a drift when i don't have to watch yeah. supernatural every week like, i'm I like, feel like I'm, just, i mean like does Jer- do i even know jeremy anymore like it's <laughs> we are we even friends we, let me text my, let me text my stranger guy chris my co-host chris hey uh man <laughs> how's it going <laughs> nice I'm like, I actually have notes if you want me to like copy and paste those in, but <laughs> Yeah, you can do that. You wanna, you wanna just like, put them at the top of that document? I I, I, ref- don't make I refuse to, to read them, so just FYI. Yeah, Chris oh, okay, doesn't even read notes, so, so don't, don't feel bad. <laughs> no, the only thing I'm really proud of is like episode one, I called it uh PTS Dean. What? So Excellent. I'm really proud of that. Yeah. Extremely good. Yes, <laughs> Pretty good. It. Yeah. I'm really proud of that one. PTS Dean. Uh, We're probably going to steal that for the episode title. <laughs> I think that that you. feels like that's the title of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll put it on there for shits and giggles then, because they're really bad, you guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to, I refuse uh, to read them anyway, so it doesn't matter. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> It doesn't hurt my feelings at all. This is how uh, I treat all guests. <laughs> I try to be like very like chill and cool, but like as soon as there's a guest around, I gotta act like a fucking diva. <laughs> I guess Jeremy can probably. Uh, Jeremy knows I'm kind of a diva. I'm always upset about something. Um, Chris. I mean, usually it's it's we start recording. I get a mm-hmm. phone call. 
Chris mm-hmm. reads Supernatural <laughs> novels. I come mm-hmm. back and I'm like, hey, Chris, how you doing? And then it's 45 minutes of Chris's problems where mm-hmm. I just sil- silently <laughs> sit here and like, mm-hmm. you know, look at Twitter. But be careful not to respond to it because one time when mm-hmm. he was talking, I responded to it and he got and he busted me and he was really mad at me. And we almost broke up the podcast for three months. So, mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. none of that is actually true at all, except for the <laughs> I did. I, it is fun when I bust you at the Discord. That hasn't happened in a long time. But I just like tab over. I'm like, Jimmy, you talking right now? <laughs> that happened. Uh, that happened when I recorded the salt report. I was in uh, Caitlin's server oh, and was yeah. like, we were photoshopping your face, Chris. Like you had just posted that giant chin picture. So like I was oh, making yeah. your chin as big as possible. And Jake was like, Jeremy, you're on our fucking podcast. We're recording right now. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing, dude? You're like, oops, busted. And I'm like, yeah, what the heck? <laughs> I thought I'd get some extra salt right. in it. I don't think it ever actually came up in the episode, though. So. Oops. Oh, no, I was trying to be cool about it. Not put you on, like, blast. Like, That's all right. Let me see. Jake's terrible notes. My favorite is, Jeremy, when you're recording with somebody on Don't Give Up Skeleton and I'm getting texts and I'm like, how are you listening to anything they're saying? <laughs> <laughs> just before we get started, I want you guys to take a look at the... Um, I just retweeted it. Um, it's Kojima's latest tweet. It's a, It just says good morning and it's a, a photo of a of Paddington bear. Um, <laughs> it was like Mads Mikkelsen. Because <laughs> Koji was just a fucking strange man. He he's a weirdo. Hey, uh, you stoners want to do a podcast or what? <laughs> Good morning, Paddington Bear. Do you think he has that in his house? Like, do you think he purchased that? I don't know, man. It's probably at fucking Kojima Productions right now. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> here's a fun time. Let's go read the replies to this. Um. So, uh, second reply is Kojima-san, can I be your Teddy? Which is extremely good. Nice. What is the first one with the guy's picture? Uh, oh, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Good morning. Good. Oh. Ooh. What is this? Ooh. Wow, that is that is not a good picture. You guys Ooh. Right. That's not fun. I do like the guy that wrote um, E.T. before the shave. Implying okay. that E.T. is Paddington Bear, which I can get. There's not as many responses to this as I thought there would be. I thought he yeah. would get like hundreds or thousands of responses. Maybe we're filtering that. out the Japanese. We don't know. Oh, I got some Russian. Yeah. Well, right, the very first one is some Russian. Let's see if I can translate that. Let's see what that New pro tag. Kojima-san, can I be your Teddy? Ooh, okay, you already read that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Good morning. I, I hope really you have marmalade be for better breakfast. Gold mine. <laughs> Curse tweet. That's another person said that. Yep. Uh, pretty yeah, pretty soft. Pretty soft replies on that one. I think that first one takes the uh, cake. Yeah, that guy's picture. that guy's a freak. <laughs> the dude is. He's, <laughs> let's go. Uh, let's go oh, see what uh, Starkey <laughs> just tweets about all day. That's gonna be a fun time. This is what uh, this is why we don't do uh, podcasts on time, Jake. We <laughs> <laughs> start checking out people on Twitter. <laughs> Cool. Boy, I gotta. I have to urinate. Do you have to? Are you? Are your? Are, are your tonsils floating, Chris? I dr- I, I drank that tea a little bit too quickly. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'm only halfway done right. with my water. I don't know what's wrong with me. Man, I was I was guzzling this tea. <laughs> All right, be right back. Yo, you know what? I've I've teased this, and I made that beat. 
Are we going to get like the supernatural freestyle going on this episode? Absolutely or what's not. No, 100% not. <laughs> Come on, you guys. There's, no, there's no way in any world that I will ever try, try to freestyle rap. I'm what? not going to put that on a, on a, on a I've seen and put it out there in the world. some of your written raps, my dude. I'm you all got pre-written. Skills. I'm all pre-written. That's it. That's, that's what I'm at. I got, I, got pre- I got peer pressured into freestyling at a party once. And like everybody was like, "Come on, dude, do it!" Everybody else doing. I was like, "No, I don't want to do it. I, I, I don't have it." And they made me do it. And then like two seconds later, everybody was like, "Okay, all right, yeah, man, you shouldn't have done that. That was a uh, that was pretty uncool. Wow. That was pretty uncool." And I was like, what "Yeah, did you I know." Say? I rapped about samurai. Oh, of course um, you did. Of which, course you did. Yeah. Sorry, I almost blew out my body. And everybody was just like, "Holy shit, you suck!" And I was like, "I know. That's wow. why I didn't want to do it." You have some of the worst rap friends ever. Yeah, yeah. That is not what you do when you encourage. That's so. That's why you've you've been. I've been defeated. Hey, you know, just you just you just. I've got this. (laughs) I don't know where I'm trying to go with this joke. (laughs) (laughs) I remember. Okay, so I remember with my friends. I because I'm that guy. I'm like, if we're we're hanging out, we're drinking some beers. It's like, yo, let's freestyle. And then of course, a couple of them get into it. But there's always that guy that's like, no, I want it all hell. And then, like, so, like, we're like, come on, dude, just do it. And then, like, his first round was like, that's why I was fucking your mom. And we we're like, oh, God, like, what? <laughs> what did you say about my mom? And he's like, I was trying to get into it, bro. And I'm like, no, it was a good job. Like, damn, like, roasted me right on the spot, first bar. But they're like, come on, like, he's into it. Like, don't kill me on the first bar, dude. Like, you're, you're, you're a noob. Come on. Yeah, they took me down. Bit. They took me down pretty hard. I'm still down. I never got back up. All right. Yeah, I'm, oh, not, no. I'm definitely not. There's not going to be. No, that's not going to happen. Come on. <laughs> There's no way. No way. I've heard so my singing voice, right? <laughs> um. All right. What uh, What are we doing next? Feedback. Feedback. Yeah. Should Should read some uh, some fan fiction. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's right. When Deed decides he wants to marry Cass, it's like with everything else. No number of hours are spent thinking over it. It just pops into his head. <laughs> it's a completely normal morning in the book. <laughs> Sam had just come back after his morning run and collapsed uh-huh. into the chair. Uh-huh. Kevin was already digging into the pancake scene. <laughs> Kevin is there? Kevin, what are you doing? I have no idea what this is. I just found it randomly. <laughs> Thank you.